Hello and welcome to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. This is the Reminder series. We'll be covering all of the retro figures released since 2020. Uh, A big lockdown has happened since then, but I feel more has changed in the figure world than the actual world. Join with me to cover this monumental task is indie wrestler Johnny Flashback. Hello there. Um, The Roaring Twenties are definitely upon us. They are. Uh, Roaring Twenties are, are certainly upon us. The, the plan plan for this is to have, obviously, cover as much as we, well, all, all of the figure releases since 2020, and then every year cover the figures that are released in that year. So an ongoing series, in a way. Um, in there, we'll be leaving our reviews, just like we'd like you to leave a review on the show, and uh, hit visit our Pro Wrestling Tees store of com forward slash 3POA. So Johnny Retros made a big boom back in 2020. So the beloved Hasbro's from our childhood and from many people's childhood uh, extinct. They uh, they went out in 94, 95. Um, we never thought we never see these again. These are the ones that are missing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ch- uh, Chella reformed the retro world and um, a massive boom commenced. Did you think yeah. it would ever get to the stage that it is now? Um. It was probably going this way. There's just a lot of demand for this type of figure and the amount of like interest and groups and stuff that was devoted to Hasbro's and a lot of custom. Well, it was bound to happen. Otherwise, someone was just going to miss out on the market. Miss out on the market, indeed. I think that's because I always classed myself as a, a big Hasbro fan back in the day. I remember, I remember in my head thinking I'd had them all. Uh, this is before pre-internet. Um, so what I thought I had them all... I completely missed Series Eleven, uh, like Giant Gonzalez. I completely missed as well from from some stages. So, um, you know, now we have the luxury where we have the internet, whereas back then we didn't. So we missed quite a lot of figures, and then you then start getting back into it and going back looking through all the different figures that you missed and all the figures that were released, and you then go back into collecting them, and that's when you start notice the gaps in your collection, which um, a lot of them have been filled since then but that's what essentially caused one of the the big booms in it uh, a rise in prices for hasbro a rise in interest in that style of figure uh, which brings us to where we are today um in the world of wrestling figures so let's get cracking with the knacking johnny um up first i think we i think it's probably best that we look at mattel retros first now the reason i wanted to have a look at mattel retros first is because this is the retro series come back in early 2010s didn't know mid 2010s to late 2010s uh, i should say 2015 2016 and um and i think with what they did was they jumped on uh there's the sort of starting boom with it and they had series one to ten um to which then if anything created more of a demand for for more retros to be released i definitely did because they did set a precedent that they were going to release these i mean some line like say the flex force or something daft that Mattel do the sidelines only last what two series max where these last ten and they just stopped so there was obviously a lot of um, collective value in them people invested in the line people demanded the line back and they finally did so 
here we are today looking at those figures that are released after the break that Mattel had. Exactly. And, and the break's quite important because that's yeah. you know, well, what would have sparked a lot of the, the resurgence in, in these figures um, because they were, they were just there for ages. And then the Series 10 of the Mattel Retros come out and, and all of a sudden they were just gone. And then the, the hashtag We Want Retros campaign started and and that led us to um, figures figures coming out a bit more, a bit more frequently. Uh, if you want to look at reviews and, and everything from Mattel Retro Series 1 to 10, there is plenty on YouTube. We figured that we'd be here for possibly days if we were to do that, as well as all the ones since 2020. So it makes more sense just to do the ones since 2020 because uh, it just saves us a lot of time and your ears a lot of time. Um, so Mattel- you could also go back in the three points of articulation archives where the original three did review yes. series 1 to 10 and rank them. And we ranked them. We'll give them a score. Um, best head over to YouTube for that on the 3POA podcast page. Um, I've not updated that in a while, but we'll uh, feel free to head over to there. And that will have all the episodes from Retro Review we used to do. Yeah, Mattel came back with Wave 1, which, uh, with music to collectors' ears, it was something they've only been clamoring for, clamoring for in a while. They, rather than having figures on shelves in, in retail stores and um, you know, targets and in England, we had it in, in it everywhere going pretty much. They went for an online exclusives. So the online exclusives that we, we went for was through Mattel Creations. So these go in a four pack in a box. Um, first of all, we have a look at Carboy Bob Orton. So come with a hat, not removable. Initially quite a bland figure. I think from your side of things, is that? Uh, yeah, but what else could you do with Cowboy Bob Orton? Maybe you could have added you know, like a built-in sort of waistcoat like you would have raised Ramon from back in the day. But at the same time, they've got to reuse these molds so we just had to create a new one and add cost to it. But what it is, it is a good, simple figure and probably would have been better without hat, I believe. But still nice to look at. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit more of a homage to a Hasbro, I guess would be the term I'd use because the Taker didn't have a removable hat. So that's something that we'll cover that is quite an easy out for figures being made and being made like cutting corners is, oh, well, Hasbro did this, Hasbro did that. So yeah. I'd say that that's like maybe what they're falling back on with the Bob Orton. But it's all in all, it's 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 a solid set. Um, WrestleMania one is is sort of what it's it's um, depicting. Um, mean Gene Oakland with his lovely blazer and his microphone is up second. So good to have a microphone accessory. We covered it. Um, we've covered it sort of umpteen times about accessories and so on and how well the retros didn't overly have many accessories so it's good to see mean gene come with a come with a microphone yes it had to it's it completes the figure you don't need anything else from Mean gene and i think like if you go back to bob orton uh, probably rather they did either just the wrestling in ring attire or the full entrance gear whereas you know mean gene with the microphone is complete uh, you know as far as what his duties were so it's yeah, and um, it's a solid, it's a solid, solid looking figure. Uh, definitely one that fits in with the era uh, that it's paying homage to. Uh, Mr. T is the third in the set, um, alphabetically, anyway. I was very surprised because I, I got this recently, and um, so I was very surprised to see that Mr. T didn't come with the gold necklaces, and also that it was a, a brand new uh, style. Uh, the helicopter spin hadn't been done before. I can definitely. Understand why they didn't come to change because it, it looks so. I've just said it's an in-ring attire, it's not an entrance attire. So, I'm 
I'm, fa- I'm fairly uh, happy with that. And it's good that I got a new action going because it's like the, the old tech tornado or the Titanka. Yeah, I think they were going to use it for a Cesaro that was cancelled in the original run. Right, yes. What move would Cesaro do from that position? The, the big swing, I believe, swing. is going to be. Oh, you could. You just have to put the arms down. Yeah, so the swing was going to be what was originally, and then they switched down to that. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Smooth. Cool. I think Daniel Bryan would have benefited from that. I think he did the airplane spin for a bit as well. Yeah, not I remember, but I believe you. Um, Eugene would have benefited it. <laughs> um, Rowdy Roddy Piper is the final one. Uh, in with comes with the uh, the, the skirt with the kilt. Um, no t shirt, which I always thought was a bit of a, a bit of a bummer for it, only because the backing card also had the t shirt with it. Yeah, another halfy half. They've um, did half an entrance attire, but you can remove it so kind of the best of both. Yes, in the world of boasters, make sure you're the best. Um, so yeah, series one, Mattel. Uh, favorite favorite out of the series? Um, mean Jean. I think it's just it's complete, and you know you can use that more for almost anyone in a suit going forward. So I think it's one we, we take for granted as well. Mean Jean also for me, but I think it's one that we 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 certainly take for granted. I think if we didn't make it, it'll be one that people would be clamoring for the most. They'd say oh, we definitely need a Mean Jean in, just like we've got with the upcoming Bobby Heenan from Epic Toys, where it's one that we could. We definitely need. I think me and Gene is a focal part of that, and how we didn't get Hasbro back then is, is crazy. So, um, very well done. Love his little khaki pants. Um, microphone works well, and it looks like me and Gene. So perfect. Uh, I have to agree with you on that one. Good stuff there. Good stuff. A one for one. Um, let's move on to to wave two. Uh, once again, this was a big announcement when it first came out. I think everyone was very excited about the about the set. A four pack again. Uh, depicted in roughly around the WrestleMania 2 era, if not exactly WrestleMania 2. Uh, not WrestleMania 2 because... Oh, the, Brett's not in blue. Yeah, the Half Foundation didn't wear those doors. Um, I see really somewhere in the late 80s for these, but um, Nikolai Volkov's WrestleMania 1. So, bit of a mixed bag. Um, the Brett, I mean, once again, it's the old Brett Mattel head where it's not the best of heads, but it's certainly not the worst that we've seen. It has the glasses. I'm actually just I'm these. I'm take a there we go. We can have a, a live unboxing from Johnny. What I can say about the series as a whole, I ordered two sets from Mattel Creations. Found that either the the QC was really bad or the the, the, the cards arrived damaged. Um so it hasn't been the best series in terms of like quality control, especially notice for the next figure, the arm anvil completely missing paint all over the toss. Yeah, because um, that was when they first came out, that was quite a big thing with it with paint chips and missing mustaches and and all sorts. Well, I mean it's it's only this set I've seen on I must admit I haven't got any series of Mattels beyond this series yet. So I don't know whether that's continued, but yeah, this the series is plagued with damages and quality control issues. But luckily this Brett I've opened isn't too bad. And like you said, the face is good for him, which is a shock. Yeah. How badly the handle Brett in the um, Elite series, etc. But the glasses probably make it make make it look way better. Yeah. Uh, so glasses wise, it's um they can't get the head perfect. It's always fun. The glasses do 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 it justice. We've seen very good examples of that recently. Uh, another good example of that is the Anvil figure. We move on to him. Uh, body wise, it makes it makes sense for it to be in that in that body style. Um, unless you've just broken yours. Um, 
I mean, body style for Anvil, I think the shoulders fit him in that sort of Big E style body. Yeah, yeah um, definitely using Big E. Also, working for this figure because that they both were. Yeah, makes them look wide. He is wide. So, face look off, but the glasses help again. Yeah, uh, I mean, the open mouth is always their sort of go to if they can't nail a figure. I think Anvil does okay with figures. He had a Hasbro, which always had a very slim head. I love that figure, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was all right. Next up, the no relation with Jimmy Hart. I always find it weird with the Hart Foundation that he was somehow called Nide Hart, but he wasn't related to them. Hey, what? There's some spooky going on in those Hart kids. Yeah, and um, Jimmy Hart and then Diana Hart Smith and all sorts. Jimmy Hart uh, was up next with the megaphone accessory. Jacket wise, looking lovely. Maybe missing a bit of deco because he had some colourful jackets. They got for quite a plain one here, but it works relatively well with his standard uh, trousers. On the bottom half. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, I think the deck was pretty spot on for this. It even has, you know, like it's at the back that you're not looking at on on your screen, where it's it's got Jimmy Hart's name in a heart. It's got those musical notes all the way through. They haven't really took too many corners in terms of deco, so they have done well with this. Again, it uses the same body as Mean Gene Auckland, so there's this smart reuse of a of a mold that's going to last for several figures. Yeah, uh, I'm impressed with that. With the accessory open hand as well for you to slot the megaphone in there. Perfect. Complete. Again. Uh, Nikolai Volkov next, um, which I feel is, once again, a very bland figure. He's gone for the his copied bodies from Sami Zayn where, and obviously that coming Hogan as well, but the sort of the leg kick boot style. Uh, once again, it's one that was missing from the Hasbro line in that, in that sort of era. Uh, yeah. But it just—it was very. I don't know. It was very. Well, they, they could have done with an accessory of a flag. They could have done with something else. Yes, maybe. Um, again, I've got the same complaint as I do with Bob Orton in that it's got the hat on, but it doesn't have any other entrance attire. Maybe if this left the hat off, it would be a bit better for me. And um, obviously, it's not can't get it off. Um, the action actually works quite well because I remember before when I used to play on the old WWE games, I would research move sets. Nikolai Volkov had a weird spinning kick, which was so weird for someone his size. So it works um, in that respect. <laughs> but I'd say he's probably one of the main reasons why they switched to a four-pack, because people would buy the Brett, people would buy the Heart Foundation Anvil, uh, mainly being the Anvil because of the missing piece side of things from the Hasbro era, and the, and the Jimmy Hart, but I thought that Volkov would probably get left on, on quite a few shelves. So... Um, that would be one of the main reasons they switched to the four pack because there's always going to be one in the set that's not as great as the others. Yeah, that's that desirable. You could say the same about um, Bob Orton from the last set. Exactly, exactly. Um, so favorite, favorite from the four. I'm gonna have to go with Jimmy Hart. Um, yeah, good deco, um, perfect, complete figure with accessory. Yeah, the same. You imagine that they what they saved on Volkov's deco, they've put on Jimmy Hart's deco. Um, comes with a megaphone accessory, and it's it's much needed from that from that era as well. So uh, it ticks all the same boxes as Mean Gene. I think they've all saved it from from my version of Anvil with the missing paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've taken that off for our Jimmy. Um, wave three. So this was classed as the forgotten figures or the missing figures um, that were originally supposed to be released in the Hasbro style, but were never released for one way or another with the orange backing or the orange trim around the card uh, to signify the orange card series from Hasbro which which went 
went kaput before it got released. So um, that's what it's depicting. That was a great marketing strategy from their point of view. Uh, got people talking, and I think a lot of people by that point, it went from insiders baseball about series to to quite common knowledge um, of a lot of things. So very good. Uh, we'll start with Doink the Clown. We'll start with our Doink. Once again, in the airplane spin position, like Mr. T was. Um, this is supposed to be in the series 12 with the sort of a squishy head, but more of a, a face Doink. Yeah, I don't own these figures yet, so I can't fully comment, but from what I can see, it does. Does look a good figure. Looks like the deck goes all there. And there's a decent little um, action for a doink as well. I would imagine doing the airplane spin or something like that. Yeah, uh, the, the airplane spin. I think what well, this would be to pit. You know, I guess he did do an airplane spin for for quite. Yeah, for his for his for his face run. So once again, that that would make sense. But I believe there's more of the, the WrestleMania nine, the two doinks. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, as well. Oh. So I think that's probably. What, I think that's what that was advertised at. Was advertised picture with two doinks. Make sure get two. Exactly, exactly. Then you're stuck with two Greg Valentines, um, <laughs> looking like your auntie Tracy on a night out. Um, sunglasses again, which we we covered with the the Bret Hart, which just hides the fact they haven't got to to pop the eyes on there. Um, a big old Swede on our Greg. Uh, same guitar used for Mattel. Um, every Mattel thing going where you look at it and sneeze near it and it just falls apart. Yeah, that's why you always keep that elastic band that it comes with on. Never take it off. Because as soon as you do, that's never going back together. No. Uh, same one that But yeah, the, the the figure is, it's what I said, it's about, it's a complete entrance attire figure. So it's not missing anything. It's got the jacket, it's got the guitar, it's got the with that. Yeah. Um, and I think with with this, so what I will say, and we'll come to the Greg Valentine when we cover the epics in a bit as well, is... This is one that's supposed to be replicating the missing Greg Valentine Hasbro that um, never came out, the, the Rhythm yep. and Blues Greg. Um, so with this, it's sort of, this was the, the missing link. It was announced a day after Cella at the time announced their figure. So that sort of took a bit of the sting away from, uh, the spotlight away from that. But at the same time, it was one that we needed. It was done in relatively quick succession as well. I think three, four months later, it came out. Um jacket wise it's fine i think it's lacking a bit of deco on there i think colors wise it's it's just not as colorful as it could have been um for me but greg valentine as everyone knows and looking at the hasbro isn't the most toyetic or colorful person yeah i mean um, when that announcement was made about this coming out directly after chill i did get worried that they wouldn't sell or it wouldn't be as good or anything but as we'll we'll maybe come to say later there's there's definitely competition in terms of which is the best greg uh, and Lex Luger, uh, who had a Hasbro come out, but this is more of the um, the, the Allied Powers Lex, sort of the USA Lex, that sort of 93 to 95 type run. Yeah, absolutely needed. It's a huge sort of name and start in that era of Hasbro's that was missing. You, you can't really have that era of Hasbro without Lex Luger. He was a, a huge part of it. Yeah, and you can have that massive countout victory took over Yokozuna at SummerSlam and then celebrated in the ring like he just won the war. Hey, nothing wrong with the countout win. No, there's <laughs> not, but not when you haven't won the belt. Uh, he was supposed to be in, in Series 12 as well, but was never released. Um, so, and Tugboat is the final one. So Fred Altman, nice, big, bulky Fred. Um, looking lovely, glued on, glued on hat with Fred. I think this is supposed to be where Typhoon came out originally with Earthquake. 
in series five, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's series five. Um it was supposed to be tugboat, and then obviously the the hill turn happened, and he turned to typhoon. So that was the origin of why this figure did not come out. And I think it looks good, decent size to it. People, the blowjob lips are maybe a bit of a, a bit of a downside to it, but yeah, just looks a bit mental. Um, face doesn't quite hold up to it, but it's it's a funny one this because having the hat completes the entrance attire, but you can't take it off in order to have the in ring attire. Yeah, yeah, that's one's got a, a missed trick with tugboat. Um, favorite of these four? Not having them in hand to say fully, but I'd maybe good doink on this one. I agree with you on the doink. I think we've seen them enough, like plastered around groups and 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 so on. So I think I have held a doink as well. So it is a decent figure. I think at this point, this was when people started checking out and picking and choosing rather than picking up every single retro going. And they're happy to to pick and choose the needed to. Um, many myself as well for that situation. I think by then I was I was like I'm not gonna collect Mattel retros. I'll look at others. Um, so yeah, Doink in agreement with that one. So if we move on to the next set that was released, which was the NWO set, uh, which was a ringside exclusive. Uh, two two packs. This is the first time we saw like a clamshell packaging. I guess would be the term mm. that we'd refer to it as where it's resealable where you could take it off and it always gets signed and maybe didn't look as good, but it just meant that there was no bubble issues and, and, and the cards weren't as damaged as before, uh, especially when you pop them in and out of the box like a lot of people tend to do. So Hogan and Six up first. So um, another Hogan retro. I think it's a surprise it took us this long to get a Hogan retro. Uh, well, not really because he wasn't available during the first 10 series, I don't believe. Um, so... Yeah, it's about the right time to release them and release them as, a, as an NWO rather than Gornay, which he had like, like three or four Hasbros, is the right thing, I would say. Yeah. Um, I was just a, a surprised that in the future we've got Hogan from the early Mayors to come out. But by the time the retros came back around, I believe Hogan was re signed. So I'm surprised they just jumped straight on the mm. spread on the wagon to to do it with him but uh, I'm glad that we got NWO Hogan it doesn't quite fit into the era like the other series have but at the same time it's gone a quite a different way with it all four talents are available I think they've um, they've done well with them yeah I mean like you can't complain that they're releasing a different era to Hasbro where they already have done in the first 10 series they did current stars along with the legends mixed in as well so it's not as if it won't fit in with your current retro collection if you're a comp. Yeah, and they're a good standalone set as well. Um, and Hall and Nash. Oh, definitely. Hall and Nash as well uh, are up next. So uh, the outsiders, glad that they'll pair together. Nash is a very, very good size for Kevin Nash. I think he does them very well. Uh, Scott Hall, I quite, I quite like the, the yeah. hands, good use of the hands to do the do the walk or even the, the scared fingers with. Or the razor's edge. Yeah. Or the razor's edge. Yeah, yeah, that's good thinking. Uh, so they have, have moves as well. I think that's one advantage that Mattel has over other competitors is that uh, they have the moves massive advantage yeah not yet um and then series four from the mattel retro line um is undertaker paul bearer vader and jerry the king lawler so they um don't have it for some reason on the uh, website looking at which is wrestling figure database very good wrestling figure website if you were wondering but they um well wait for that what is your favorite nwo retro my favorite NWO retro. I'll go with. I like the Nash 
I think the Nash has got to be has got to be my favourite. At, at first glance, I like the Hogan best, but then you talked me into liking Scott Hall because the the hands and the action just yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough because they're also good. I think they're, they're, the styles fit them really well. Um, six having the, the jumper isn't isn't the worst choice because I think out of the out of the four, he's the one that you go for. I think there's four different styles of figure. Hogan having the boot and the leg drop action, which works really well. Nash having that big bulky action, which you can do a power bomb with, and then Nash having that. It's just a really good set, which has recently come down in price. So, um, mm. always I good to that. Well, there you go. Yeah, good. Should you do an unboxing and let us know how you get on with that. Um, I will. <laughs> so, wave four. So, more of a BCA inspired packaging, I would say. So I think I believe the back of it is reminiscent of like the early series of the superstars from from Jax because that sort of era. I believe it's aimed in and around Royal Rumble nineteen ninety six. Maybe Paul Bear a bit earlier, but um, all in all, Greg once again a great set. It's my sort of wheelhouse this time. I think it's um, what under underappreciated year of ninety six. Well, I think ninety six ninety seven. I think it had some decent shows, some stinkers, obviously, but. Um, Glad to be representing this form. Jerry the King Lawler up first with the punch action. Yeah, I mean, from the gla- the glance that I get out of at the moment, it looks good. This, but this is from quite far away, or the pitch is quite small, so I can't really look full on into detail. It looks like they got some good detail in the pants. Going to make that figure a lot better. Um, I assume the crown is glued on. The crown crown is glued on, a la Papa Shango. Yeah, so another. I don't know why they couldn't just accessory. Well, the 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 Mattel head, uh, the elite head, has a uh, has a removable crown with that. Yeah. So why they couldn't just maybe reuse that? I suppose it's what they're doing is making instead of making a head under. Yeah, I understand what they're doing. I guess because the head just is the accessory on top. So yeah, I guess at the scale of the head. I'm talking nonsense. But I, I know what I mean. <laughs> uh, next up is Paul Barrow, who does have an accessory. He has the end. Which fits lovely into his hand. Uh, once again, similar to the previous managers that we spoke about, there were complete missing links for it, and and they look great. Yep, using that mold again for the torso, um, very good use of it. Except they've got different hands. So right, so the arms are maybe fully different. Say a mean gene. Yeah, so yeah, it's not not the same, not the same mold whatsoever as Mean Gene and and um, Jimmy Hart. Also, it, even the torso is different. Yeah, it looks a bit podgier than the other two, I'd say. Oh, that's good. That's... Um, just, just from initial thoughts, but uh, arms-wise especially, um, they're both open, they're both C-grips, rather yep. than um, the mean gene that had like an actual hole that fits the microphone yes. in. Same with the Jimmy Hart. Uh, good. Taker was up next. Um, once again, she's not 96, because he got the face mask after Mabel sat on him, which was 94, wasn't it? So, um, 95. 95. Um, so... So he got it in like I don't know middle of the year ninety five until Rumble ninety six where against Brett was that right Brett ripped it off yeah the match. oh okay so ninety six some Rumble ninety six looking like it could be the event it, it is what my Rumble ninety six Undertaker yeah yeah uh, I mean I mean for all four of them I mean oh yeah I'm happy with that maybe Lawler's a bit different but uh, he wore very similar outfits but uh, takeaways come with yeah come with the face mask um once again. If we are depicted in Rumble 96, why couldn't they have made the face mask removable? Yeah. I think with this one, you don't really need it to be removable. Just this one. I'm happy with 
Yeah, I mean, it's just if, if they are depicting this in and around Rumble 96, it would have been nice just to have that so then you can recreate it. Uh, I'm very surprised. Yeah, it's always, <laughs> yeah, it's a big if. But um very surprised once again that we haven't had a Bret Hart retro of that era of Bret Hart. So the sort of 90, 96, 97 Bret. But um, I won't jinx it. I'm sure they've got one in the works for it. Um, and also Vader, who debuted in the Royal Rumble 1996. Yep. Um Decent figure from what I can see. What was your thought? I know you've had this, haven't you? Yeah, I've had it. I've, I've had it in hand. Um, yeah, it, it was just felt a bit, a bit diddy. I always thought Vader was so girthy, like that. It just, it, it didn't have the same body type as as Tugboat. He was um, a lot more short, a lot more stockier. Me sweet bit. Yeah, uh, actually, now I've seen a close up image. I think the head's not very good either. So. No, and I think that's like. Where a lot of them like reusing parts is great because it means that you can churn the figures out quicker, you can keep the cost down as well. Yep. Um, but I thought that if Invader View are gonna do it, then just just do it. I mean, I thought for that Jax did missed a trick as well with their classic superstars Vader. I've never been a fan of that. I always thought that just looks so bad, um, in the sort of earthquake style body that they had for it. And I think this has gone the opposite way where they've made him look a bit more buff. I think you just need to the, the the elite figures from Mattel are great for um for Vader's body type. Yeah, they they nailed the elite, but I, I definitely know what you mean with the jacks. They just couldn't nail a, um, a bigger guy to save their lives. Yeah, Yokozuna would hit that more, but nobody else would. Yeah, is that this making look like a um a big old fatty when they're not uh, when they when they're buff as well? Um, so yeah, the future for for Mattel retros is is looking looking okay. They've got the WrestleMania one. Similar set with like Wendy Richter coming out, Muhammad Ali, and 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 Hulk Hogan and Big John Studd, I believe, um, is is their next set. So they they know their target audience. They know how to um, apply to the target audience. They are the most cost effective retros on the market, even if we are buying them from Mattel Creations, uh, which is overseas for us UK people. So I mean, if they keep doing what they're doing, I think they just they're sliding under the radar, and, and they are gonna they are gonna do well with them, and people will keep buying them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They nailed the price point, and if they keep churning them out, we'll keep buying them. And favorite from the last set was Jerry Lawler. I have to look in close at the, the tights. I thought it was quite impressive how much detail they got into those. Yeah, um, I mean, Jerry Lawler. I think was the first one they showed off from the set. Um, I think they just left. I think they put pictures up of like, the NWA set, and then they just left a little cheeky Jerry Lawler as a little wink to say, "Look, this is what we've. Um, this is what we've got coming." So. I completely agree with you on that. I feel that they've uh, they nailed that, Jerry Lawler. Yes. Uh, so that brings Mattel since 2020 to a close. Um, if you had to pick one for the, from the whole the whole bunch, if you can, do you reckon you can? Oh, um, I, I quite like the NWO one, so I'm, I might go for Scott Hall from the whole new wave. Yeah, I mean, I think as collectors, we always want to have certain rules, so oh, it, it fits into my Hasbro collection, oh, it fits into the era that these figures are paying homage to. It looks good, the accessories are good. But I feel that the way that it goes a bit different and is essentially a standalone set where you can you don't have to put it with your, your other retros or with your Hasbros or whatever, you can literally just have the set on its own. I don't think yeah. any of the other ones have that. I think you look silly if you had a Brett and an Anvil and a 
what's the other one? Jimmy Hart, and who was the fourth in the in that series? Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. If you put those four together, it just didn't really fit as well as it wasn't like it didn't feel like a complete set. Yeah, I know Where, what you mean. Whereas the NWO set did, if you put all four together, it makes sense, and it feels like it's a complete set. Maybe missing the giant, but they, they were the original, um, in my eyes, anyway. Also, um, or the, the first six. Yeah, because I think it wasn't Rick Rude. No, I was. Um, I believe it was the first three. DiBiase was the fourth. Giant was fifth, and then six was six. Oh, I always thought he was called six because one, two, three kids. So you add one, two, three together, you get six. Well, there might have been multiple meanings, but he was definitely sixth member of the NWO. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, that's why. Maybe it just worked on so many levels. Um, but obviously they couldn't get the giant uh, for it. Uh, and Rick Rude, I'm surprised they didn't do one for him either uh, in the set. But... but he still wasn't one of the first members. No. <laughs> it was Ed sorry. That was yeah. it. Um, we can just reuse a Rick Rude head from the Builder figure that came out last year. Um, let's move on to the next set. So this is where uh, the retro figures start to get. I say complicated is probably the wrong term to use because um, I've kept up to speed with it um, since the start. Just since we first started doing the podcast, I think on our very first episode, which would have been around August September two thousand and twenty, Nick Aldis in the cello format, which is what we're covering now, cello toys. Um, was the one on the first episode that we did? Yeah, I mean, I remember telling you guys that we ordered that. I think I was looked at a bit funny for it. Yeah, I remember thinking you were absolutely mental. <laughs> um, which, in reality, we were right to do so. Well, to be fair, it's only the head that's wrong with this figure, I think. It, you look at it without the head, the, there's some really good detail on the body and the pants, they're all like sort of moulded on rather than painted on. So the ace of Whatever it's called, the clove leaf. Sorry, is that what it is? That's um, all molded on. The elbow yeah. pads are molded. The boots are molded. The pads are molded. The belt is molded. It's. I think it's a good body and a good start from Cella. It's just the head that it didn't nail it all. It's too big. Yeah, and obviously, we're well, looking back at it now, and I think speaking to the people that um that I speak to now, you do figure out why. This is the case. Um, I think if you look back at it, it's, they'd use a sculptor for the body and a sculptor for the head and basically whoever was available at that time to do stuff on the figure would be used. Um, so I think that that's where they went wrong. They've maybe got one person to do the body sculpt, one person to do the head sculpt. Um, I think it was the end of the day, which is where some of the You're figures... You're not better than I do. Yeah. Um, but this was the sort of the first plunge that we saw into the retro world, apart from Mattel. So all Shadow had to work off was the Hasbro figures, was the Mattel figures, um, and tried to do it on a budget where, let's be honest, they weren't Mattel and they weren't um, Hasbro. So they didn't have that back in at the factory. So to go out there and do it and, and take that plunge and to be as innovative as they have been, uh, it really sort of speaks volumes to, to what Charles did bring to the table from Shella. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget, this is the first person to release a retro figure, I believe. Was it was he the first one announced? I can't remember if Stobby announced it before. Shall did um, or not? What was the question? Um, who said they were going to release retro style figures oh, first? Th- that was Cello. That was Cello. Um, yes, I thought so. I believe I Zombie was check. Zombie was the end of 2020. So I think Zombie was like the same. Yes, perhaps it was. Um, so there. So For all the mistakes Cello made, they're the ones that but they started on the independent level, so 
Yeah. Um, as I say, this they started with with nothing really to go off. Um, and Nick Aldis was essentially the Adam and Eve of the um, of the retro boom, so to speak. That bloody snake. Um, so Nick Aldis, we'll look at first. You mentioned about the the clover leaf on there, uh, and about the the body being either the body too small for the head, but the head too big for the body. The head too big for the body. Let's be honest, because the body does work quite well. Um, final, all in all, um, it did kick off. Best of Mega Stars Series One, which we also saw the second release for, which was the Mind of the Meanie Two Pack, which was the Blue Meanie and Josh Chernov. This was from the Mind of the Meanie podcast that they did. Um, Blue Meanie would have been someone that was a relatively big name, and obviously it did get some attention to it as well. Uh, if you look at Nick Aldis as 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 the the benchmark for like what started it, the Blue Meanie is really what took it to the next level for me. Well, I, mean, I don't know if you're overplaying the Blue Meanie name. Um, I would say Nicholas is a bigger name for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just more the the figure base uh, and how the card looked and and I mean like that. So no, for me, I feel that it just felt more like a right. This is a this is a good thing rather than a one off release. If that makes sense. What do you mean? Like as a continuation? Yeah, as a, start getting into. Yeah. yeah, as a continuation as well as um, it looked like a more of a legitimate line when that figure came out rather than Nick Aldis, which. If you look at it now, it looks like a standalone figure on its own anyway. If you look at it on card, it looks like a standalone figure that which will come to in a bit of that his wife got released, Mickey James. Um, whereas I feel that the blue mini looks more part of something. I would say the blue mini does, but you line up Josh and Nick Alden and look like they're from the same line. Whereas Mini looks like another line. Yeah, uh, so Mini just looks like a good figure all round. Um also their body was was reused. Uh, in a later series, um, yeah, it's good. Often they're really short arms, but they all <laughs> yeah. have their flaws. They all have their flaws, and that was one of the issues that we uh, yeah with it. Um, Ethan Page was also in in series one with a variant. So, um, obviously, variants we will cover as they were released, especially when with Nick Aldis, which we'll come to in a bit. Um, so Ethan Page they had the complete opposite effect to what Nick Aldis did, where the head just felt. Way too small for it. Um, the red, the red trunks was the standard variant. The black trunks was the variant, I guess you'd call it. I believe so. It just felt like a strength. Because Ethan Page is quite big in the toy name, especially around the lockdown times of twenty twenty, where he was doing his vlogs, his YouTube shows, and so on. And I feel that the um, Mister Trigger could have been a great figure, and it's, it's a shame really that the head come out so small. Yeah, I mean, it also timed in with his AEW debut as well. So if this had been a better figure, that would have been um, a lot more like interest for him as well. Um, but it just it does it suffers a lot from the small head syndrome. Um I'm trying to maybe line up the bodies Aldous. Um yeah it's about the same size as Aldous body so is the issue. Yeah but I think they've nailed like stance, you know, it's like the macho man like Rick Martel, they've got the body down right. They just haven't nailed the size of the head unfortunately. Yeah, and and the neck as well. I thought the the neck is um has suffered a bit. There seems to be lacking the neck, but trunk design wise, I think it's fine. Nice little lightning bolt sort of on the front, and um, all ego on the back as well with, with the triangle. So I say that in details of the boots are there, the laces. So all in all, it's yeah. not a body wise. Once again, same as Nicole, it's not a bad figure, but as I covered, they use different sculptors for different things. So. Um, that's where that's where the downside to it comes in. Um, 
So from Ethan Page, we'll go to the Dynamite Kid, who once again suffered from the same thing as Ethan Page with the tiny head. Um, Dynamite Kid came with um, Matilda or Winston and um, also had a moustache variant and a cape. Didn't it take a while for this Dynamite Kid to come out? Like, sure, I'm sure other figures released before this, but right. Or at yeah. least were in collector's hands. To this, I'm, I'm going off, this is series one in total. So it's not, um, yeah, so I'm just covering series one. So they might come out at different times. Timescale wise is a bit foggy because some things were announced and then it took ages to come out. Like Ethan Page is a prime example. He was the second one that was announced even before the Blue Meanie, but he was like mm-hmm. the last of series one, I believe, to come out um, because there was so many delays with it. Um, which I think it's was sure. Possibly that as well. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just sort of a, a timescale for him was a, a way off. Um, and obviously, as we know now, when we look back, you, we know that the owner did have uh, certain issues and, and certain things come to light. So whether it was a pay the factory issue, which maybe they held, held the figures up or whether it was just things that just held up in production or the right sculptors weren't available, we you just don't know. But what we do know is that the figures did come out and, and these two in particular, Ethan Page and Dynamite Kid, had, had the tiny heads. Yeah, I mean, it's not as noticeable on Dynamite Kid think but the the fact that the head doesn't actually look like him either doesn't help no. the poor sort of execution of dying my kid and I'm sure Epic Boys may um wrong that right right that wrong sorry right that wrong yeah not wrong that right it's the, the opposite um the dynamite kid that Epic Toys are doing at the moment is in my opinion how this one should have looked it's bulky enough I think the head looks decent enough the, the scars are there um this one just didn't just didn't cut the mustard whatsoever I think I think they know that. I think collectors knew that as well. They're excited to have it. Two accessories with with the um with the cape and the and the dog. So and that that could live without the dog. <laughs> you can live without the dog, yeah. Live without it. I think we all could. Um I wouldn't tell the wife though. Um <laughs> uh Hayabusa, uh which I think for me um is a figure that probably holds up the most. Obviously it came in red with the red and gold attire. Um, also, we got a blue variant down the line, Hayabusa, as that's been named. But main experience I had with Hayabusa was the character on the WCW game, which was like a homage or a ripoff of Hayabusa. Yeah, was that Hansim- Hansimon? Hansimon? Yeah, Hans Hansimon. Yeah, um, it was. This- it was a fun character. Still. Yeah, uh, and I'll see here about the tragic story. We've seen Dark Side of the Ring. You know what happened to Hayabusa, and how horrible it was. Um, in FMW, so it was good to have the figure, a very, very um, toyetic person, and I'm, just glad, I'm quite happy it was a jumper. Yeah, I think you could say this one is the one that really resembles the Hasbro the most. The team like shines like a Hasbro would, and you know it's got the stance. Although it doesn't have the action, it looks the part. It looks good. Toyetic is the right word to use. Yeah, um, and I think it's, it's just been it's just great. It's just even now it holds up. I think you can put this in with. What Epic are putting out at the moment, and it would still fit in. You could put this in with the zombie figures, and in my opinion, it would still fit in. And once, you, as you said, you can put it in with the Hasbro figures, and it, it would still fit in. And I think that's that's probably the biggest compliment you can pay to any retro. Yeah, I think the only sort of gripe I've got with this, it might be a little bit too tall. Um, how, do you know Hybus's height or he was relatively short? Head. I want to say yeah, he was so. five eight, five ten. Yeah, and he's, he's still sort of tower above most figures and but the height might be the issue with it. Hi, oh, Hi-Boost was six foot. 
Yeah, I still think he's a bit off for what if you're going to compare it to the rest of your figures. Yeah, which is what we're here for. Um, and the blue variants look look lovely as well. Um, I remember that being released. I remember the drop going for that. I believe that was a wrestling trader exclusive. I remember the drop yep. going and it being in stock and then being sold out almost instantly. Oh, you do it through the pre-orders. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Um, next up, uh, you mentioned about high beast booster being too tall. This one is the other end of the scale, Born of Kanu. Um, yeah, it was. This is one that I think disappointed this is i'm not angry i'm disappointed i think there's yeah. a lot of people's reactions to it that's even worse being angry it's even worse it hurts more um because this figure is great if you look mm-hmm. at it on the surface um on the screen it looks fantastic the face paint wise is not massively detailed but hey it's good um hair wise they've done a really good job with the gradients of the hair is excellent yeah yeah hairstyle brilliant the design of it lovely she would Top half looks like she's a um, works in a Chinese restaurant. Uh, bottom half, she's ready for ready for a fight. So, and boots wise, a lot of decent decent like henna detail on the boots. Um, so much detail has gone into it. I think it's just such a shame that it was. It's just a few, a few mm. centimeters. Short. Just too short. <laughs> yeah. So the reason the reason for it is that so the actual so you get born with Kanu and her height was five ten. Yeah. Yeah. Her height is 5'10 before her hair starts. Right. Her, her hair is what the best part of six inches, seven inches? Yeah. Not more. So they've taken that as the whole figure, including the hair, being 5'10. Rather, um, than, rather than the person itself being 5'10 and then hair. If that's the case, then it's still way off. Yeah, but it would have been better. So you got to think, where, where the hair finishes, that's where... Her head should finish and the hair starts. Now it still seems a bit off for that, if I'm honest. But it would have been better. It would have been better. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> the, is, the, the better would have been, yes. Um, but I think that's just a, a big shame because everything else was done right on the figure. It was massive uh, shame. That's it. it. Fits for the, a character that was so much wanted from the era. Yeah, that's what I mean. It fits the the, the era so well. Um, I guess it started the whole. No one can nail a, re- a retro figure of a female, uh, which has not been massive attempts at it. There's not been loads, but I think that maybe kickstarted uh, that little campaign. I think we're getting there. We'll get a good one. Getting there. Getting there. Uh, and your body double is up next. Jay White, uh, a nerds made by uh, Chair Toys and Nerds, the deal that they had. Uh, sold on ringside collectibles. Uh, he also had a variant as well. So there's a red and a black Jay White. You got one to show me? I can take a look at you know what it's it's one that I haven't actually picked up. Um, I can pick it up on the screen here, but it's it's one it's one that I've um I normally sort of looked at and then just sort of gone oh you know what I'll, I'll wait I'll be patient with it. Um, but in reality I should just pick one up at some point because I think I like the um the hands more than anything with Jay White. I really enjoy the. Uh... I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk amongst yourselves, uh, but yeah, I think Jay White in total is um, has really come into his own since. I think it's because it, it wasn't under um, like Cello, wasn't it? It was like someone else. It was Nerds, right? yeah. Nerds is yeah. the um, I might be why you can't find it on the screens. I'll have a look, just need to get a picture up so I can see what I'm talking about. Here we go, right? So, the Jay White there. Okay. So, this was when just did the uh, you know what. Since they're not the bad as a Phantom Customs, is it? Um, 
Oh no, no, I think this this figure was based on so the new the new Japan deal was struck with with nerds who who do a lot of the jackets and they've done quite a few AW jackets. Uh, this was made just as I think Jay White was maybe coming into his own in New Japan uh, as one of the Bullet Clubs. Who's so getting a good name for over there? It wasn't maybe a household name over here, um, but figure wise, I think it sold quite well and it still it still kept its value to to this day. Yeah, I. I haven't really looked at this figure too much because it wasn't one that was really after myself. But now that I have had look, I'm quite impressed. Looks shiny. I don't know whether it's just the photographs. So it's got that Hasbro sort of charm in, in that respect. A nice little hand. So pays homage to his hand signal. And quite a bit of detail on, on the attire. So. Certainly. And I think Jay White yeah, has, 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 has proved himself in the last, let's say, six months or so as, as one of the backbones of AEW going forward. Um, it's not the best on the microphone. He can cut a good promo. Uh, in the ring is really good. After a match, he always looks like he's got the driest mouth I've ever seen. If you ever have a chance to have a look, always got his Probably white, does. yeah, and all um, that Jay, Jay White mouth. Um, so yeah, I mean, Bullet Club, Bullet Club Gold are really good. They've got Card Blade, which go along with them at the moment. So, in mean, figure wise, it's, it's good. I think the head makes makes sense. Yeah. The, the head wise is, is great. Um, as we're looking now, is sort of what the second or third Jay White figure that we've had. Um, one of them being an FTC, which um, unlucky. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that was was a nice little glimpse into into Chella and what all they can do, really. Nailed it. Yeah, they did really well. Um, so that was series one in total. Or hazards listed on 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 the set here. What would uh, what would be would be your favorite from uh, from series one? Oh, um. I couldn't find much wrong with Jay White actually, but I don't have it in hand. It's, it's tough whether I can judge it on that. Um, I know which was the favourite one I own because of its value, and that's the um, Nick Aldis variant, <laughs> <laughs> the one that's um, been hidden somewhere. But yeah, I'll have to say it is Jay White. So I, I'd go with my booster, I think, out of the out of the set. Jay White is a close second there because I think they're two figures that they've nailed. Meanie's decent as well for the. For the time, I said they're they're top three. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Bull could have been could have been up there. Well, have been, but I would probably say it's last on those. Yeah, it certainly. Is. Um, so let's have a look at um series two as well as variants, which will which will come to um series two would be the uh yeah the first one to look at Adam Bomb. Let's take a look at him. This is someone that I interviewed just before the figure went up for pre order. Um, he was very excited about the figure. Removable glasses uh, that come with it. And I think this this was this is where you sort of know that Chella were had some great ideas and they could execute them really really well. Um, Adam Bomb color wise looks fantastic. Tattoo on his arm really good as a uh, as a decal. Just the paint works really good. I think some smudges on the back and some had like knee pads that were rubbing off and the eyebrows are rubbing off from the glasses and so on. But it gives you a glimpse as, as to what Chella could have done. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Everything you say is correct. I just have I've had a look at it in my hands now, and I'm looking at the tattoo, and it just looks it doesn't look like a real tattoo. If that makes sense. No, it looks like but, one of those transfer words you get with a bubble gum. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm not sure why it has gloves. I, I don't remember him wearing gloves. But the net was it entrance on the or. Um, well, Adam seems to think um, Adam Blackburn. That is not Adam Bomb. Uh, this was based on the attire that you wore at the Blackburn Hall uh, <laughs> during an indie show that you watched. 
Uh, I think he's wearing gloves. And on the backing card, he's wearing gloves as well. So Yeah, they definitely just made this for Adam. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's why, why they went with Adam Bomber rather than Brian Clark. A little wink for him. Yeah, I think it might have been more of an Edmonton tire type. Having a look at. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the gloves, the side of the gloves, the the goggles, is a nice little addition. As you say, like some, it did cause some problems. It went rubbed off on the eyes. It hasn't done mine. I gotta admit, I'd rather display it with the goggles on because I don't think the face quite is quite right. Yeah, once you get the goggles off, it's not as not as because it looks like Adam Bond's taking a little trip to Turkey and you know, this. Uh... His teeth and his tan done, yes. isn't it? But um, his tan is definitely too far as well. Yeah, uh, but this was a look into to what Charlie could have done, and also as well the variant that we got is such an innovative idea of having the glow in the dark Adam Bomb, which I remember once again it being revealed. And I think it was one that was just in stock as soon as it came out as well, because uh, the, the pre order yeah. for uh, the original Adam Bomb was, was quite a while. I think the pre order went up. I'm myself sound really sweaty now, but I want to say it was September 2021. I believe uh, you because I've got no evidence against you. No, I know. I, I say it's around. I, want to, I even want to say it was September 21st, 2001, um, because I about that date just comes to mind for me. Um, yeah. And then the figure was released around about March, April 22. So um, that was sort of the first glimpse we got into of our. I mean, nowadays, we'll snap that lead time up all day long. But yeah. that was sort of the longest we'd had to we'd had to wait for it. Um, whereas the glow in the dark variant, um, which came out, which um, I've popped the wrestling belt that you get with the Undertaker Ghostbusters figure on it because they're both glow in the dark, and I think it looks lovely on it. Um, but yeah, glow in the dark, glow in the dark card, and the goggles are also in the glow in the in the dark material. Interesting. I didn't know the card looked glow in the dark. I am. I've ordered one from Epic Loose, but I think it's coming with one. The other pre-orders I made just oh, to okay. um, bulk it up to get the free shipping. <laughs> oh yeah, um, use code free ship if you spend over eighty quid. Yeah, um, for the probably been the bulldogs you'd have purchased, I imagine. Possibly. Um, but yeah, this figure, lovely. I love it. Glow in the dark element to it. It's kooky. It's a good talking point. When people go, "What's that? Why is he that color?" It's because of this. I haven't just poured medicine on him. Um, so yeah, I really, really enjoy it. I'm glad that they released that as a variant. On that, so that kickstarted the very, very um, strange series two, which spanned several years, and let's be honest, several toy makers <laughs> as well, um, because it was a very strange time. Because the Adam Bomb was what essentially kickstarted um, Charles from Chella um, disappearing for a bit. Because uh, I think the majors did a review on the figure where it was like falling over, and they said that the bubble fell off the card, which a lot of people had the same issue with, uh, and that's sort of what started certain errors with the with the figures, and then um, that's sort of what transpired from from there. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to comment on on that sort of thing, but yeah, I mean, is that what me going to hide and then probably been in this game? Yeah, you got to have your critics. Um, for it uh giant haystacks is up next uh this was once again another casualty of the go missing but we um initially when we saw giant haystacks we had we saw them announced and they had like a which variant would you want do you want the brown wembley variant or would you want the blue variant and they put a poll up and then um i believe someone i think it was um friend of the show dj sarge um shout out to him i think put the suggestion through with Hey, why don't you release a limited edition variant uh, of both? And they did. 
they had the um it's like a week pre-order for the Wembley yeah, variant. Yeah, uh, got that one, the Wembley one. Um I ordered you know, the the blue one with Big Daddy and with issues, still not got it. Um no, well you will have very soon there. I know, yeah, I know I've um epic have address very, very um so Giant Hazak's come with the entrance jacket for both very well done entrance jacket uh, on the outside. The inside looks a bit meh, but at the same time, what do you expect um, for a little lovely jacket? Um, interesting fact about these. So we mentioned about the one week uh, for the for the variant, the Wembley variant, uh, and then that was all would be made would be all of just whatever was made from the Wembley variant uh, from that week. Mm-hmm. Not the case in the slightest. It was them and then a load more were made. Um, I am shocked. No. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, yeah, very, uh, very kooky. But um, both figures different colour-wise. I think the, the red boots and the blue really pop for it. It's a well-known outfit he's known for. And then the orange boots and the brown also just work really well. The weight of the figure, the bulkiness of the figure, the size of it, the look. It's just yep. a very, very good figure. Yeah, it's really well made from the one I've got them having a look at. Yeah, bulky, heavy, good stuff. I mean, let's be honest with what we're going to, we're going to come to the, the other figure makers in a, in, a, in a bit as well. But price point of these, you know, 20 quid a figure. I mean, in this day and age, you can't argue with that, can you? I think they're just very done, very well done for that for that cost. Yeah, you do have to take into account that um, Chella did charge, what, about half of what is a zombie or Mitch so you can judge one on the price point and compare them that way as well so good, um, good value and what's what's giant haystacks without a big daddy shirley crabtree um which when i found out i said i mentioned this to you before but he's also the name of the bus driver on the simpsons she's called shirley crabtree really really so whether that do you mean on the, do you mean on the south park? south park sorry yeah south yeah, park yeah. Simpsons bus driver's auto isn't it on south park the bus driver's called shirley crabtree um I didn't know she was called Shirley. I knew it was Crabtree. I think because that name always stuck in my head. And then when I heard someone calling Big Daddy, I was like, oh, that's uh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, it's a jazzy figure, this one. Yeah. Too jazzy? Um, Not sequ- too jazzy. Sequined uh, entrance coat for it. The hat is just remarkable for it. It doesn't sit perfectly on the head, but hey, beggars can't be choosers. It sits quite nicely on a slant, I think. Um, the one I've got anyway. It is quite, it's on rigid, it's fine, doesn't drop off, you know. So, I'm not sure if you have a bit of an issue with yours. About that, I think maybe. Oh, yeah, in fact, I think I just had it on the wrong. <laughs> also, as well, just another another error from my end. She's called Veronica Crabtree, not Shirley. So yeah, I thought you were talking about just completely policy. made yeah. that up. The Crabtree is the same name, yeah. I'll take that small. Small win, probably. So it wasn't Simpsons and it wasn't Shirley. That's <laughs> just complete fucking nonsense. <laughs> just absolutely no need for it whatsoever. Absolutely no need for it. Um, so yeah, Big Daddy comes with the hat, comes with the entrance gear, the boots on it, the BD on the side of them, a lovely bit of detail on there, and a lovely little rotund tummy for our Big Daddy. Good stuff. Big cartoony, but works well. Works well. Um, yeah, do you know what? I get Good what you I get what you mean with that because I think the big dad, uh, the haystacks figure is a bit more serious. It's a bit realistic, more yeah. Yeah, and then this is this feels a bit more calm. And I think once again that might go back to using different sculpts for different things. If you use the same sculpt for haystacks as you did with Big Daddy, then um, I thought that we would have had 
completely different outcome for it, but I'm happy either way with, with how they both turned up. Yeah. Right. So let's take a deep dive into variants, shall we, Johnny? Um, Nick Aldis, we'll start with. So the Black Pants Wrestling Trader exclusive. Nick I was Aldis. lucky I had that one. <laughs> um, so Wrestling Trader, obviously the, owned by the Shabbats, who now own Epic Toys. Uh, they were owned by a different person before this. And I think this is one of the first reveals that Wrestling Trader did when they took over, um, which the Shabbats took over from the previous owner of Wrestling Trader. Yeah, it was a, to be fair, they've done well getting involved with something like this. You know where it led in the end. So, yeah, if you're just going to talk about the figure, it is just a repaint, but it is using the same good detail that I mentioned in the first Aldous figure with the accentuated um, knee pads and logos and all that sort of thing. It's painted in a different color. So, it, it does work well for a repaint apart from the head. Yeah, once again, I think that was the worst thing about it. I understand that. They probably couldn't have updated it. it. Would have cost too much and maybe been pointless doing the repaints in that case. But then again, I think we covered it on the show thinking because they made 2000 of the original Nick Aldis. Did they just pull back 500 and just get those repainted? You know, it's just... Um... No, can you actually do that? Is that a thing that happens? Like, yeah, I did get one of these out, which I'm not going to, but... And then, you know, acetone the way layer, you'd say the red, if that was the case... I'm sure that's not kind of no, no. I'm saying that, that was the con- that was like the conspiracy we had at the time. I'd say, I'd say now that wouldn't make a whole heap of sense to do, knowing the relative inner works of the, of how the factories work. It would work out cheaper just to get the mold, yeah, done for five hundred, um, rather than shipping them in, getting them basically essentially pulped and then repainted. Yeah, of course. Um, plus, there was quite a surplus of the red ones, so. If there was a case where they sent them back, they wouldn't have had them on sale for so long. Yeah. Um, there's also the Nick Aldis Crockett Cup, which was the figure collections exclusive with the bloody head and the um and the purple purple trousers. Um fine, I think bloody Nick Aldis is what that one was known as. My first recognition yep. of these was Nick Aldis was selling on his website to start with. And then I think yep. they then got filtered onto other websites. I think Western Trader maybe stocked them all or Joe Channel yep. website. Stop yeah, me. I mean, what happened was that Nick Aldis had about 10 or so, maybe maybe even five each, and he was signing them and selling them for around about, was it $100, 150 Yeah. And then in the next couple of days, Chella had everything on their site. Yeah. But I think, I think they did have everything, maybe not the wrestling trader. Yeah, I think the wrestling trader exclusive was just wrestling trader. Yeah. And um, well, from what I remember, this... One, the bloody Elvis was the one that sold out first. I didn't get it on there. Um, I've got the other variant without the blood. Instead, lucky, you're such a lucky bastard, aren't you? Because no one said nobody wanted it at the time. They're thinking, why am I buying the same figure without the blood when I can have the figure with the blood? Yeah, and I think this, the story oh, thought, of, of that purple pants Elvis is just one that it just baffles people because it was listed as a one of a hundred variant. But yes. the, the alleged rumours or what um, what we've heard, uh, what we've seen evidence of anyway, is that a guy in Vegas bought the 100 variants. And then for one reason or another, he was going to list them and then just, just didn't. Whether something went wrong or whether he was annoyed or whether he thought he was the only exclusive and then he threw his toys out the pram and then from there just went around keeping them. Um, that's sort of the alleged story that he's he's got them, and then was selling them with NFTs. 
So yeah. you have to buy an NFT to to get your Nick Aldis figure. Um, and that was sort of the the reason why it was the more sought after after out of all of them uh, in the end, not to start with. So um, the purple Nick Aldis will always remain a mystery until we get we get full clarification on it. I mean, it also doesn't really make sense because the same pictures of the alleged box boxes of Nick Aldis in that attire, and there was actually a hundred pieces there. So how come I've got to? How come I've seen other people with them? You know, it's resting trail was sent too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't really understand numbers. No, and as as we mentioned before about the um the haystacks being up for a week, um, and then more being made. You know, it wouldn't wouldn't overly surprise me if if that was the case for um for these either. And by the way, I love the figure, the the color scheme on the FC exclusive Aldis with the album and gold gold paint. Imagine using that. Um, Yeah, lovely. (laughs) Well, yeah, Um, variant. Gold is the word we'll use because the next variant is the one that I picked up at the time, which is the gold variant. Um, It was very kooky. It wasn't exclusive, which was sold straight through the Cello website. It was a very, um, very unique figure. I think, um, yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, um, I don't <laughs> because it just doesn't mean anything to me. But I did buy, I bought two of every single variant at the time, just not knowing where where things were going. And things were really sort of you, you knew if you bought something, you could end up, you know, having something very valuable at the time. Um, this one was probably the least valuable of all the the variants, though. Yeah, it's one that no one wanted it. Uh, and the final one was the Blue Pants JB Toys. Fair and exclusive, uh, which I'm guessing is a, an American shop, I believe. Um, color scheme looks fine. The blue with the with the black always works. I, you know, I've got a thing with um, black boots. I think things look, or wrestlers or whatever, look better with white boots. Yeah, yeah the white white seems to pop a lot more. Um, yeah. Contour the arse now. Uh, and yeah. went, go ahead. They are a massive bastard to look after, though, as um, Johnny Flashback. That's oh, no. They're an absolute new, mess. There's a new rest of Johnny Flashback. Uh, uh, and then, speaking of variants, uh, Josh Chernoff had a Fight TV variant where the um, the back of the card gave you instructions as to how to save money or get like, fight points. Mm. I, um, I don't remember that. I've actually just sold it, the one, I think. Yeah. Well, the back, back of the one card. One had it on me. It had like, all these different... Um, for the main major difference with it was he had a fight TV uh, tie with it. Uh, yeah, since, he might have got a discount or something. He since left fight TV and works for Premier Streaming Network, which is owned by Freddie Prince Jr. Figure looks a bit like Wheeler Utah. Yeah, it does. In a suit, it does. <laughs> Not often you see all those mixed in together. Um, we'll cover up next. We'll cover Swoggle. Uh, this was another one that was just an immediate drop. It was. Um, it was literally on, on Western Trader's website, in stock, ready to go. He is. <laughs> it's, it's such a oh. weird, like, he shouldn't be, like, what is he, an inch shorter than Borna Carney? You know what I mean? Like, it just should be a lot smaller. Um, I don't know, it's just a very um, a, a very strange episode. It looks like Barry Horowitz. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't have the figure in front of me, you know, I have a picture, I just know it's terrible. I know it's Completely out of proportion, completely out of shape, and too tall, and everything. I tell you, I tell you what, the tattoos wise um, looks really good. The the deco on the, I mean, you can tell it's a, it's a sticker. Um, 
put the deco on the on the trousers is is lovely. I think if you look at how much effort has gone into designing that, yeah, I mean the application the application's not great for it. You can see the background of the of the decals, uh, which rather than using clear decals, they've just gone for like a black uh, a black of it. And I think one of the whether mine's damaged or not, one of the logos is actually cut off. Um you won't be able to see it there. But it says I mean like it's got the error end it's got the end bit of <laughs> um Swoggle's name. right But it just looks like it's on a straight line, like it's just been cut off. So very strange. But uh yeah, it's just come could have done with being a bit being a bit smaller really. Um which is yeah, the opposite of what the majority of them had. I think what the um explanation let's call it rather than excuse was that they need it to be a certain size so they could make the deck or Yeah, I think I'd rather have a smaller horn swagger without the deck. I said the mid the mid looked terrible, so whatever they did um didn't really work. Uh so from figure variants, we'll go on to card variants. So Al Snow is what Yeah. we'll look at now. So comes with the head accessory. Uh the hair-wise on Tippy's original drawing, uh, who does the the artwork for Chella and does it now for Epic Toys and a very talented person that can They can, they can draw any any style and anyone in those styles. Very, very good artist. Um, looked very good. And then the figure came out and the hair just looked off. Like it just looked like Becky from the park rather than looking like Al Snow in, in the hair. Um, it's a massive shame because body-wise uh, and, and sort of shorts-wise, I guess you'd call them, uh, even though it was more of a, a single underneath, it's just... works very well and the head I think it's very good it sits lovely in, in his hand if you put it down by its side Yeah, I mean, the face isn't bad. It just, it's just that when you get a bit of hair at the top, it just makes no sense. yeah it's, it's just, it just doesn't um, I think it's I'd just rather, rather just have it all blonde, you know, or just yeah it's just, don't it's bother with the highlights. But... just a massive a massive shame for it um, but yeah they come with two, two card variants um, I believe it was Pretty the good, though. I believe the card variants were drawn by Sam Evans Art, if my memory serves me well. Um, but yeah, the card variants, they were, they were a massive headache for the, the, the Jabolts. Basically, the story, as it goes, was that they needed to obviously pay for the Arsenals to be made and then shipped over. They were. Um, the, the, the variants took quite a long time because the previous Chala owner didn't tell the factory about the card variants. So he was advertising it, he was selling it, and just didn't tell the factory about it. So all these card variants were sold, and the factory was just none the wiser. So they had to then get the artwork, they had to send it across for the factory to then make all these card variants, as well as um, putting the figure on them. No, I've just um, I've took a look at it for the first time. It's the, the Al, Snow, Al Snow's head variant of it. And it looks pretty cool, you know. It's like something that's really different. Something that's you don't see every like a lot of. And it's a re really, like, unique shape. I quite like it. I might actually keep this. It's it's a good it's a good figure and the resale value is not great on it so, um, Yeah. and to yeah how the story goes is the cards arrive so the the standard cards the the black cards and the variants but the variants come uncut because the factory couldn't cut the cards so the shad bolts had to basically find somewhere that would laser cut five hundred or whatever it was cards um Yeah. managed to find somewhere eventually and um. Got them laser cut, and it was just yeah, a very very stressful time all round for him. But um, 
as to the card, the, the card variant I think is a very good idea. Very um, once again innovative. Well, it's not a very good idea if you just explain. <laughs> yeah, practically no, but initially it's a terrible it was, idea. Initially it was lovely. Um, let's move on to series the official series two. Uh, we waited so long yes. for. Um, Haku will will cover first. This is the figure that a lot of people were clamoring for. That they were like, you know what we. We need a haku. And um, when this was announced, it was just I was like, what? We're getting a haku, no way. And then um so Himesh, friend of the show, suggested the uh the crown be pop up popped on, which I feel without the crown, it's just a an okay figure, and I think the crown takes it takes it to a good level. I can live without the crown. Um this goes back to the argument I got with um Bob Orton or Nikolai Volkov in that you can add a crown, but it still doesn't complete the entrance attire. So I could take or leave that and um, I don't think it was needed. In fact, I probably won't even display well enough, unfortunately. I can't seem to get it to stay on. Any tips? Yeah, I mean, mine stays on. Lovely. Look at that. Hey. Um, so like, if you look at the actual crown, it's got a groove on it. Yeah. So there's a thin bit. The thin bit goes at the front. Yeah. I mean, put, put it in a, that bit, it just it still won't stay on. Put it in an angle and then just push down on the top for about a second. Never mind. Oh, no, maybe it's just you then. Well, mine's actually a sample um, from the factory rather than it being an official release. So this is the... That might be it then. <laughs> well, no, because obviously a lot of people have the, the same thing. I've given the same tips and they've, they've worked fine. So um, this is essentially what, what they do is they would print one and they'd paint one and they would get everything all glammed up as you would do for the mass production. They send it into, uh, into, into the guys and then they approve it and that's when they paint it off that one. So that's what I've got here. Yeah, I just mean that it could have, it must have been some different at least. Um, and also, I can only display if I have the hands held out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I believe that's the ankle oh. wrap that does that. Yeah. yeah. It's not right. a big deal, it's just something to mention. Hey, I mean, Haku's still in constant contact with um, with Epic, as far as I'm aware, so I completely wouldn't rule out rule Another that one. Out. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of options. You don't have to do it like this attire again. There's even different king. Haku attires, so yeah, I'd love to see another one. Fingers crossed, we'll keep you updated. Um, next one with Tango Lower, we'll go for his son. Yeah, this is the one that people rave about in terms of like being the the sleeper of the series. I haven't had it or don't intend to get it, but it does look good for what it is. And I love the white, white pops. Yeah, it's a very it a strange inclusion, but it's 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 good. Um very happy with it. It looks like a bit of a, a bit like a Power Ranger, which I quite like. But uh, Tangelo is not someone that, as it stands at the moment, I'm not going to, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't go my way to meet him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe down the line. Um, you know, he looks like he's doing some some good work in in Japan, and and obviously he was Camacho. Yes. So um, more power to him. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the BWO. We're um we're up next. So Blue Meanie, obviously a direct repaint. We also had the bearded variant. Of the BW of Blue Mini, which uh, which was an exciting exclusive, I believe it's one of the most sort of scarce or lesser made action figures that they did. Was the variant Blue Mini? All right, how many was that? I think it was under a hundred. I made in total. Have you got that one? I've not got the bedded one. I just got the standard one. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I mean it's, it's decent enough figure. Um, it's got the little flavor saver at the uh, on his chin. Um. <laughs> The um, 
the arms wise, the arms are cast in a different color plastic to what the body is. So that's mm -hmm. why the arms are a different color to what the body is. The body is cast in more of like a what we cast in the blue, which is the majority of of what the ah uh, right the body is. So that's why they might use the same paint, but because it's in the blue background, it just shows through as a different color. Um, yeah, not a. There's room for improvement there, I guess, for sure. Yeah, so it's just a direct, a direct repaint um, from them. Uh, Big Stevie Cool, we'll have a look at next. Once again, same problem, in a similar vein to Born of Carnu, where it was just such a disappointment because I really like Stevie. I think he looks like a, a nice bloke and he's a decent wrestler back in the day as well. Um, it's just mm -hmm. such a shame that it was so undersized and I like the little like t-shirt being cut off there and it's just I don't know, it just feels all, all sorts of all sorts of wrong. Yeah, I remember when um, I first seen the finished version of these were in the in the packet in the in the bubble. And I thought this is the best figure of the series looking at it. But as you say, when you get it out and you look at it closer, it's not very good and too small, right? What's that sorry? Is it too small as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah scale. It's just it's just too petite. Yeah, I don't have that one. So um I think potentially the the sleeper of the set and my favorite in the series um, is Hollywood Nova. I think it looks looks great. I like the actions on it. The mold is really good. Uh, face expression works well. Molded glasses and that makes complete sense for it. Um, the all through all three members of the BWO have a different BWO logo logo from a different era. Right. So um, yeah, cool. yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Not a not a great thing, uh, but um, I mean, so Nova's Nova works perfectly fine. I mean, the boots color wise goes well with the shirts, goes well with the the headset, um, the the bandana he's got on. I like the gauntlets that he's got on the gloves as well. So I'd say this is probably the the best done figure of the of the three. I believe you personally. Um, on there. So um. Before we move on to the change of epic, let's have a look at our good friend Joey Knight, shall we? Um, Mister Mister Cella, Mister Varian. Um, he first came about in the groups. Uh, you you'll remember this, uh, Johnny, because <laughs> he came about as the figure was announced. Oh, Joey Knight's going to be getting an action figure, and uh, you said, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Uh, that's the reaction that we got. And it was yeah, just it was it was so meant for that gift, and I'm not even sorry. No, Joey. Joey yeah, yeah, well, so. yeah, Joey's a good sport. Joey's a, a very nice bloke. One of the most happiest people you'll you'll ever meet. Uh, he's got some great stories, um, and yeah, just one of those sensations that you, you feel part of it. Um, yeah. That he's had what, eight or nine variants, which which we'll come to. Um, the first, well, the pink variant was the sort of initial one, uh, which matches the backing card. Uh, there was three that were on the initial launch. Pink, there was green, and there was the one of a hundred purple. Uh, initial launch was on the Legion of Hasbro, where there was a direct link to a website where you, you put your orders through and then they emailed you with an address. It was a very amateur based job, but um, done very well. And then, um, I think for ages we we're waiting for because it was initially planned for like September 2021, was the initial when it was supposed to be released. And then I, I can't remember being a big late time for these ones. The other variants, yes. It was, I think, when it was originally announced, it was like June, July 21. We probably shouldn't guess. 
No, I'm fairly accurate that it will be May, June, July 21, because I interviewed Jerry just before these came out. So it was originally planned for September 2021. And then what happened with... I think it was obviously delayed. It was then released just before Christmas because I remember the having a little Joey under your tree um, thing was going around. So there's a delay of, what, two, two and a half months, which, once again, nowadays, you do take with both hands. Yeah, God, God drink. Yeah, you wish. Um, so, yeah, in total, obviously, the pink variant, lovely. The um, purple variant, one of 100, once again, lovely. And the green as well. And then we had the opportunity to... Invest, I guess would be the term we'd use, fund um, uh, a variant of our own where we had five variants released. There was the three POA in the light blue variant, rock and roll collectibles with the bloody variant in the black singlet, Monday night quiz in the orange, there was Legion of Hasbro in the blue and the with the stars, and there's the JWO, which we all had 25 of each, which is uh, the Hogan um, star one with the mustache in the black and the white. Um, I mean, it was sort of exciting at the start. It was it was something to look forward to for us. Uh, yep. um, I think I think I was trying to buy a house at the time, so it was probably the worst uh, the worst time possible for it. But it was something that I'm glad that we got involved in, which I think we didn't think of that for for the best part of a year. It was probably the worst thing we got involved in. Yeah, and then we did pre-orders way too soon. So that's another like lesson learned. If that is, we'll pop up again. Yeah, interesting. Um, and it was um yeah once again a long lead time because all this happened like way in between uh also the Chella meltdown that we saw which would have started around June uh 2022 and then these figures were eventually in hand just over a, a year later yeah I, I was on holiday when we did the pre order for this it was like beginning of June 22 and then I remember packing all these in what was it June or probably July oh so it's July. Yeah, it was July this year. Um, and our website crashed. Yeah. Yeah, which was... Uh, yeah. Nothing to do with me. I was away. Yeah, well, probably. It was to do with me. It was um, Yeah, that was funny, though. We look back at it. Um, I haven't included the one of 15 variants that we got. Um, yeah. Because I don't class them as official releases. They're, like, essentially samples. So I haven't classed the um, the one of 15 variants. Uh the obviously 15 of us got there was also a ninth entrance variant that we saw which was released uh probably most recently out of all of them and will be the final variant of jerry nine uh, which had a little picture of the pink jerry on jerry's shirt so it was the entrance variant that he had yeah i i don't have one of them so on coldfield rock it was meant to send me one hint hint <laughs> um so yeah, i think that sort of brings the joey to a to a close especially um, obviously, yeah, the the man, the human variant, most retro style figures of anyone else that's ever done it. Yeah, I mean that's something to um, hang on your wall of achievements. Well done, Joey. <laughs> well done indeed. Um, and that leads us through to the switchover. So in October of twenty, no October, I think that's when it started of twenty twenty two. Um, the guys behind Wrestling Trader, the Shad Bolts, started the uh, sort of slow takeover of uh, Chella Toys, as I known by then. And then eventually, uh, it was around sort of January, February, where things started being put into motion, and we saw the name change and uh, the podcast launch, which uh, I was lucky I was, I was happy to be a part of. Um, 
and I can see the direction that Luke and Kate were going in with the figure series because I don't know, there's some speaking to them. I thought they know what they're doing. They're it could have been a lot more defeatist about the situation. I think from speaking to to Luke especially, um, and, and and Kate on Twitter about like the things they were doing. They were releasing stuff at the right time. They weren't just throwing bulk stuff out of like panicking and, and throwing out look we've got this coming out this is coming out this is that it was very much a methodical release of of how images were which i thought was a different approach to what we'd seen from other places um so yeah well, sort of now we look at what's been released and we'll come to that in a second very happy that we um that we did that and, and happy to be a part of it because it's very weird you've, you've learned so many things just from being essentially on the inside and luke sends pictures and then sends stuff and gets opinions from me and Dan on certain things. And it's it's crazy to think like when a figure comes out, oh, that was that was me. I I had that input onto that. Like the Bobby Heenan getting released on the back of the Greg Valentine card. That was an issue like me and Dan were like, oh that'd be a really cool idea to have that as a release. And then it went coming to fruition and now it's essentially part of history where Bobby Heenan was announced on the back of the Greg Valentine card. Um because that's how I used to know back in the day how figures are coming. So it's yeah it's good to to be part of that and obviously the takeover officially happened in February um, and then the series 2 of Chella come out which I'm not including to the Epic because the backing card said uh, said Chella rather than Epic so it was they didn't have a, a chance to touch the moulds Yeah absolutely um, Luke and Kate have come on board and really sort of like they've wowed us in a way in the way that being so professional like a breath of fresh air to the figure industry so it's, it's really positive to see where they're going with this and so obviously all culminated in their first real releases, which are um, out now. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we, we look at Greg Valentine uh, as the first release for them, um, because this is one that they could change parts of, uh, as you mentioned with the Mattel one, um, which feels like an age ago, we spoke to discuss that now. But the um, the Mattel one just sort of felt like, I don't know, just, it gave them more time to play around with this and then to actually put forward a product they can be proud of and it, it does feel like icing like cake icing and you um feel the greg valentine jacket but the guitar is really good the decor and it's really good um all in all it's just a very good a very good series yeah this is another one i've, I've actually ordered but order was something that the pre-order so it's an event but yeah it's a, it's a cracking up and figure certainly yeah. good stuff and the guitar doesn't fall apart Hey. which is what everyone wants um, the Takahashi was released as well which is another combination between Ringside Nerds and Epic Toys which came with um, Daryl Daryl the cat also had a, a black pants variant as well uh, no it was a colourful pants variant that came with a red cat and the original one came with a black cat for it um, minor gripes with it is that you, um, you can't really do much with it apart from pose in the standard position there it is um, not a character that I'm familiar with, so um, I'll not comment on it too much, but it does look very um, colourful, very, very nice. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so let's move on to the two packs that were released. So this is the first sort of figures that that came out. So this is the first ones that people sort of went right. This, these are this is what Epic. This is what Epic can do. Um, yeah. So we start with Powers and Pain. Um, so Warlord and Barbarian. We originally saw the Jorans for these just in their standard wrestling gear uh, that Tippy did. And I thought that the entrance gear just really just tip it over to the next level. Um, the entrance gear, the detail on it's tremendous. And especially 
actually, in terms of wallet, they, they put a metal chain on it with barbarian. They've got some furry looking material with it. You know, like you wouldn't see Mattel make something in this detail. Very impressive. Very impressive. I should say well, it would probably kill me, but it weren't cheap to have have those put on. Um, but I think they knew like what we'd rather we'd rather like pay a bit more just to have that extra like wow factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want to skimp out on on these sorts of things. And these are handmade. The um yes. the entrance gears, um mm-hmm. you know the, the hand sewn on the barbarian's fur um, was especially uh, warlord's chains as well. So very well done. Uh, they fit the figures quite well. You can pose them however you wish to as well. And I think just all in all, just very very good, very well done figures. Um, I know Luke was very very proud of them. Well, he definitely should be because you know like if you're going to name yourselves Epic Toys. Actually, bring out epic toys, then you're winning. Yeah, it's like Rush playing their figures. <laughs> they didn't actually rush them. <laughs> exactly, yeah, a little rush. Um, move on to demolition. Um, for these, so we, or me, Adam, saw these originally sort of advertised for Love of Wrestling in April 2022. Um, was when these first came out. Uh, now December 2023. They've, they've they've released. Um, they switched out. They originally had um, masks to start with, and then I want to say after the Adam Bomb debacle, where the paint was rubbing off, they didn't want to take that risk, especially with how much face paint was on Action Smash, and then rather having the standard heads that you pull off, and once again could risk pulling the face paint off. The magnetic heads was the the next step um, for it. Um, you got them in hand there, Johnny. Yeah, I've got, I've got them on card. Um... Autumn than yesterday. And I'll just I'll not put the microphone through the noise of that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very impressed with them. And using the magnetic head was a fantastic like choice. It's almost like innovative. Something you don't really see in these types of figures. Um, I was a bit skeptical about Smash when I first seen them, but now that I've seen them in person. It does look really good. Uh, I wonder about the choice of face paint not being the right choice. But you know what? Nobody else has done one like that, so it's very Good. Yeah, and there is. Ax, I mean, you could look at that face and say that could uh, that's better than Mattel's. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, face paint was especially that silver that they've used is is bang on. Yes, um, really good color to it. Really good color, really good shine to it. Um, so yeah, fair. First on that, there's um stories to tell about uh about demolition, but I'll let the shad bolts tell that down the line because uh, I'm not sure the race tell it yet, but um. It's basically led to demolition being a bit more delayed than Powers of Pain. But um, I mean, turnaround time for these as well. The pre-order closed at the end of September originally, um, which, yeah, it's just under a three-month turnaround time for them, which should be the new norm going forward. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if these guys can put, pull these out at the price they did it as well, within three months, then I think other toy makers need to take a look at themselves and see what they can do as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, future's looking, future's looking bright. As you mentioned, we've seen the British Bulldogs, which are coming in 2024. Um, the DDP, which we'll be revealing some more details on very, very soon, but it's a very exciting figure um, coming out early, early 2024. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where these go and what else they can do and who else they bring out. Um, I wouldn't say favourite from Series 2, but there's a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite, favorite from the the four you've got in front of you there. What'd you say? I think if Axe had been like a 
a wrestling attire figure without the entrance gear, I would have said that. But with that not being the case, and because you can remove the entrance gear of powers of paint, I am going to go with the Warlord. Exactly the same. Exactly the same as you. I thought the, the entrance gear works really well. Whip that off. You've got ring ready at Warlord. Yeah. Face paint's brilliant. I like the, the hair of the orange at the top with the with the brown mixed in. Um, Just a very, very well done figure. And um, yeah, just just great all around. Um, the details yeah. on the boots are really good as well. Absolutely no please. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, little, little, little break in between. Um, before we move on to essentially the, the final parts. Um, I thought we'd cover the figures that have that, that were made or are fallen comrades as well. So um, we had a Mickey James retro by Figure Mania. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember seeing that? I don't. Not no, no recollection at all. For that impression. So it it comes under the retro banner. Um, would be the term I'd use, but it's very much like a weird. Um, it's like a weird sizing for for a retro mm. style. But, but I mean, it's still under. It is a female. Yeah, I mean, there's that as well. Um, but it's still classed as a as a retro. Um, but it says series one by Figure Mania. Um, but they haven't released any since. Hmm. Yeah, Our that's probably, country. probably a good thing. At least for now. Yeah, I mean, they could um, regroup, maybe come back with something else. But if they're going to release more like that, then they might as well not bother. Um, and the first one that we saw fall was CWF Championship Wrestling Figures, I believe it was. Uh, Sebastian from there, who I interviewed and saw Q jump at um, Money in the Bank last year. Um, he uh, he had some good ideas. I think he was a victim of the Cheddar fall down. I think he was in con- cahoots or conversations with the previous Cheddar owner about using the factory and using the molds. And and, and likewise, the left hand wasn't talking to the right hand, which essentially led to, to a delay. Um, it didn't put any pre-orders up, so um, yeah, it wasn't like it was. It was anyone lost anything on it apart from uh, Sebastian from CWF. But so he had some good ideas. Um, some of the figures that he had announced was Jazzy Gilbert, uh, Jazzy pronounce Gobert, Jazzy Gobert, pronounce. Uh, Axel Tisha, who is Alexander Wolf in WWE, uh, Bad Bones, uh, Alex Wright, who is probably the biggest loss from the series. It would have been great, especially since they they, they had the. Ideas for variants and uh, mailaways and all sorts for it. Um, yeah. Tristan Archer, which is not someone that I'm fully familiar with. Um, and there was like Doug Williams, I believe, was one of the ones. And he, he even had like, honestly, he had like Mark Merrow signed as well, who since we've gone to grapplers and gimmicks and, and a few others. So, um, so it's a shame. Um, shame to see someone's dream die like that. But uh, he had a good passion for it. But and I said it's just sort of one one casual, and I think someone had to go at some point. Yeah, what could have been? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to say like any disrespect to the people in the wrestlers in this in the set, but I think the only real loss for loss <laughs> for this series is is the Alex fight. Maybe the ring, but I think we've got enough. Yeah, there was so there was three three rings planned. There was the. Hasbro style, the uh, large one, the blue, the king of the ring uh, color, and the yellow, and then a, a black customizable one. We had ideas for like play sets and stuff, which which I quite liked, but I think it was just an ideas at that point rather than any form of practicality, basically. Yeah. In a nutshell, um, let's move on to Rush Toys, who is uh, since a casualty uh, of that. So <laughs> he uh, came on with me originally in twenty twenty two. 
Um, big dreams, big hopes. I think he was more of a back the little guy sort of guy, which some people did um, resonate with in a way, like Roadblock as an example. It's not someone I'd like massively heard of, but yeah. um, someone that wouldn't get a figure regardless of it. But then you have someone like Larry Zabisco, who people do know, people do like, and people would want a figure of. Um, there was Jonah, who uh, was making a name for himself in the Indies after getting released uh, at the time from WWE. Uh, and then there was uh, let's see a few others as well. So we'll have a look. We'll, we'll, obviously, we'll, we'll come to those. But the Larry Zabisco with the uh, three variants in total. There's a UK variant, a US variant, and then just some other fucking variant. Um, such a shame, obviously, what happened with this figure, because it could have been so good. It, it could have been. It could have been one that was um, simple figures done well. And they didn't do any of that well at all. Like, the laces had different amounts of laces on each boot. The figure was pale as hell, the face was didn't look like him, and some say they f- fell apart. Yeah. Um, uh, as, as did the owner in, a, in an interview with myself. Um, so I think it was just a, yeah, it was just a, a strange one where there's a new factory. He said from the start that he's essentially had to train the factory how to make wrestling figures. Um, corners were cut, which I think as wrestling figure fans, we understand this. We know, you know, it's your first time making figures. We can be relatively forgivable, but then it's what you do from that point that makes you as a as a business owner and someone that we're going to invest in. And I think you just went all about it all wrong, obviously responding to customers in a way you shouldn't respond to customers in or, or anybody in really. Um, still not selling figures, just hiding things. You just got this, this sort of a sneaky idea as to like what what was going on behind the scenes was very very iffy, and I think everyone got got the wind of that. Um, and that's that was sort of a, a downside to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's game over for Sal, and probably in any sort of bigger business, going to try and get himself into it. We're not going to get this. Yeah, we haven't got to pay Frankenstein any royalties, I guess, if you because it's a public domain. Um, so yeah, the figures that were actually released there was Larry Zbysko, three variants in total. Uh, Jonah, three variants in total. Uh, Roblox had three variants in total. We're still waiting for the Chris Van Vliet and the French Angel figure. Uh, to be released from them. Uh, I've got a French Angel or two, two actually coming to me. That'll be from Rock Royal yeah. Collectibles. So I'm sure I'll either get them or, or a refund if they never turn up. License to print money is what it's going to be when that turns up, mate. Perhaps. <laughs> um, series 2 was was eventually cancelled by them. Um, once again, there's no, no James Storm, but none of them really fit into the, um, into the era. The Patriots probably the biggest one that they missed out on sadly although that was never really shown it was more of oh, look what you could have had yeah if, if you'd supported me or whatever you know exactly. our fault our fault um yeah definitely yeah such bastards but um yeah all in all it was just a fair place to the man i, I think um it, he, he had a dreamy run with it it just didn't work out um sadly for him but we move on as wrestling figure fans and collectors and um as We'll move on in a second. If we move on to figure collections, so they originally um, were in cahoots with Cello. They're like essentially like a, what wrestling trader were to us in the UK, figure collections were to the US. Um, there was also initially talks, I believe, of them buying Cello to start with, but nothing come to fruition for one way or another. That's their private business. Uh, I don't care about that that much. Um, but in the intermittently, for that point, we saw um, certain figures being released under the figure collections banner, which I will 
be talking about today, only because on the backing card it has figure collections rather than um, anything else, and they have Cheddar on there. Um, let's start with Gangrel, who uh, the bloody variant, I said bloody variant, the standard variant was covered in blood. And then they uh, announced shortly after that that there would be a non-bloody variant. I mean, why they didn't do the other way around is, is beyond me. Um, surely you'd want a standard variant. Go, oh, I wish I had blood. Oh, don't worry, there's a bloody variant coming out. Yeah, you got a point there, but I don't even think Gangrel ever didn't have blood on him because he did that in the entrance. Yeah. I mean, like, if next you want to really capture the, the 10 seconds before he drinks the blood... Not, not not known for his backstage segments was our gangrel, was he? Yeah, exactly. So I mean the the variant was a bit pointless in my opinion. Just to well, yeah, it, it was out. yeah, it was. There's only um I don't know how many there was of them, but um too many, whatever it was. Uh we also saw Luna released from Figure Collections. Once again, just very diddy, very petite. Uh, such a shame compared to what we saw. Uh, of the updated sculpt, but it was just sort of look. It was a rush job for it, but massive shame. It does look all right on the surface, but again, it's just really yeah. It fits in more. Scale, tiny um, fits in more. Yeah, fits it more the bendy than it does uh, retro style. Yeah. Um, and variants just seem to be their thing. Um, I don't know whether it's just they're not meeting the minimums for the factory or not, but. Uh, every figure released so far, apart from Luna, but uh, seems to have a variant. Chelsea Green was the official first release of Wrestle Something Wrestlers. Uh, they released the pre-order the night or the day after the Royal Rumble appearance where Chelsea Green returned um, with the card variant and the figure variant as well. So the standard variant was in the blue and the figure variant was in the purple. Yeah. Um, there's the standard variant there in the blue. So you got the blue top and the blue uh, booty shorts, I guess would be the term. Used for a better term. I think I'm looking at a computer-generated one over an actual one because I was there. The face looks really good, but then you you show me the actual figure and it's it's not clean, is it? Yeah, I mean, figure figure itself, it's once again very small. Um, she's not doing the shush pose, so to speak, rather than just doing like a um, number one symbol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the variant is a major player's variant where she's in in her purple gear. Uh, Effie was the second release that was released. That was like a in-stock readership uh, drop on Black Friday of this year. Uh, standard variant in the pink and the variant, uh, variant, variant, semi-variant in the purple as well. Yeah, done well with that. Um, the only thing is like the purple variant, you might have thought of have a different head looking at the, the package they've done. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe you did wear that with that. I would probably just get the same... Card art. Yeah, I'll just, just change the hair to a bit browner. Maybe something like that. Um, yeah, to be fair, I appreciate the fact that they've done a drop rather than a pre-order. So oh, well, better exactly. them. Exactly. Not get that. Um, we also, the latest figures released from them as of time recording is, are the Headbangers, uh, which we saw in a two-back. Um, very impressive figures, uh, in my opinion. They've come on leaps and bounds since the, the Gangrel. I think even the small difference from that. Very good. Uh, also come with variants where Mosh and Frasher had the original variants on their shirts uh, with the other variants, but um, decent figures. Yeah, they look lovely. I've seen the pictures that you released and I'm quite impressed. And if they do something that's more in my sort of era of collecting, I, I definitely will pick something up from WSW. 
Yeah, uh, when the UK action figure seller, uh, friend of the show, uh, supplies them for the UK, uh, and that's where we are with Wrestle Something Wrestlers at the moment. And they um onwards and upwards for them. They got some great releases coming out. Looking forward to it. They got their BCW figures, their line, um, which I think they're dropping. The rest of the series one should be out relatively soon. Um, so exciting things for the guys at Figure Collections, and I'm um, looking forward to see what they produce next year. Yeah, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Um. Let's move on to grapplers and gimmicks. So the second to last ones we will uh, we'll look at this evening. Um, Mitch has been on the show a uh, a few times. He's um knows he's very good at signings. Mitch, I think if you look at the signings that he's made, yeah, they're hundred percent like here after here after here after here. Uh, yeah. It's just I think he's still finding his his groove, which will which will come to the first release that we saw was the smoke train. Charles White, yeah, <laughs> um, one of the worst figures I think I've seen in this style by by a country mile. Um, but it was smart in the sense of this was the first pre-order that went up was the smoke train. People were like, oh great, I need yeah. Twilight, I'll back this. So everyone backed it. That was a decent price point. I think it was around twenty five quid for us in the UK, which is, is great, lovely. And then when it came into stock, it came into stock with the Tony Norris, which. Um, the RC Ahmed Johnson, which a lot more people were excited about. And figure-wise, it didn't look as bad as the smoke train. It's probably the biggest compromise I can play for it. It's very, it's a very basic looking um figure, which is all you can really do with Ahmed Johnson or Tony Norris. Um oh, can you? Yeah, I mean unless you do a jean short variant or something. But I think if you look if you look at the figures, I think you already see improvement from one to two. And that's the yeah. That's the comeback that you've got is look, smoke train wasn't the best, but it's been released at the same time with this, which is already showing signs of improvement. Yeah, I mean that that was the way it was going with with Hastel Toys and the um Crappers and Gimmicks line. They, they did the smoke train and then they did the army and it got better with the next releases that we talked about. But are they are they dropping off a cliff again? Which we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um yeah, and obviously the better releases that we saw. Um, oh, the Smoke Train also had a had a one of one hundred and fifty variant uh, too. Um, so yeah, Nelson Fraser and Bobby Horn were in Wave Two, Men of the Mission, um, Orange Back Cards. They were two figures that everyone was just absolutely chomping at the bit for. Um, yeah. And I mean, they were very well done. I think that it did deliver. It just that the fact that they had it so right with the gold, and then inexplicably. And I don't care what he says. Wrongly changed it to yellow, and it's definitely a money thing. It's definitely uh, an excuse of some sort. Uh, this is not what he intended, and he's just making was it chicken salad out chicken salad out chicken, chicken shit. shit. Yeah. Um. I mean, my theory, I think, is that they put the gold on the cast figure, uh, which would have been cast in a set color. Maybe the purple um, and the gold just come out as a completely different color. Whereas the, whereas the yellow is a yeah, yellow is a stronger color. Uh, just look better on it. I mean, if it was yellow or beige, I'm glad they chose yellow. That's uh, all I want to say. So, in all in all, yeah, the, but as you said, like you, you can get the gold right. We've seen it as yeah. as we talked about earlier. The Nick Aldis and the purple and gold. The purple's the base color, and then the gold's on top, and they've nailed that. Or you can have even gold as the base, as we've seen with the Nick Aldis um, it, all gold variant. They could have done it that way. And then Nelson Fraser's got a gold teaser as well, by the way. Wow. 
<laughs> um, we also saw variants of of these came out with the sort of purple and green, a lot more colourful uh, attire, which looked very good. Um, they were falling off the card when they arrived because of the sheer weight of Nelson Fraser and the figure. It's the heaviest retro that they've done. Um, so they, um, yeah, the sheer weight of it made it fall off the card. So what they did was they just put those in in bags and and, and sold them at the at the Comic Con. Uh, the Comic Con higher price. Yeah, uh, it wins more prices here. It's the, it's the figures, not the uh, issue of that cost. Uh, next up, we had Mark Canterbury and Dennis Knight, um, the farmers. Uh, accessories they come with a pig and a slot bucket, respectfully. Um, the pig's a good accessory, the slot bucket's very good. I think, figures wise, they're just as a step back from my mission. Yeah, I just need to take a look at them, don't mind. <laughs> yeah, so um, Mark Canterbury. Yeah, I, I always I said on the surface when I first seen Mark Canterbury that it looked a really good figure, but then I heard that people were getting them and the skin was like yellow, like he had jaundice or and that sort of thing. Yeah, similar to wrong the, with it. Similar to the blue mini stomach I spoke about with the the cheddar figure. Yeah. So it'll be that the figure itself is probably cast in a blue. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually um, put skin paint over that blue, it comes in sort of like a, I don't know, it just changes the skin color to be more of a, a more of a sort of yellowy jaundice color. Yeah, I just think you could probably put a, a couple more coats on; it wouldn't be an issue. What do no. I know about figure making, by the way? But <laughs> it, it just sounds something that could hey, easily logically fit. I, I don't guys, know. You've seen these bigger, bigger boys on the farms. Um, <laughs> Next up, uh, Dennis Knight, who's Phineas uh, Godwin. So, and this one is is the one that I think suffered the most with the sort of yellow jaundice. Um, also, so have you ever like you ever seen that horror film Smile? Um, I've seen of it. Haven't oh, okay, well, it's it's like basically what happens when people stare at you and they have like that really like really elongated smile. It's yeah. like that's happened to these um, these two. But the pig accessory is really good. Um, the dungarees is actually really well done. If you look at the detail of the dungarees, it, it is it is well done um, mm-hmm. on there. So it's one of those things where it, it's showing certain areas are improving. Yeah. Um, so that the details of of like the the clasps and so the hats quite nice. So yeah. it, it is showing it, and the pig's fun. It's just getting it's getting the detail right in the wrong areas almost. You know, he's not getting the foundation of the figure right, but well, look at the shiny gold um, clips on, on the dungarees or, you know, <laughs> look at the gold buttons because you can't live without the gold buttons. No, you can't live without the yellow buttons. Um, and the final one we cover that's that's in hand at the moment is uh, Juan Rivera, which is uh, Savio Vega, Tia Savio, all the different names you want to give him. Um, I've got one here, Stu from Rock and Roll, sent these out for the, uh, for the UK guys. We originally saw a different head. When it was yep. first made, which got absolutely just tore apart, um, and rightfully so. I think uh, we get up on the screen now the original head. Um, yes. You'll see. And I think it just looked, it was absolutely woeful. Um, and then I'll see come back with the updated, the updated look of the uh, of the Savio Vega, which looked ten tons better. Um, the eventual figure we got was good. I think paint lines wise, there's some that are not going fully all the way up on the figure. Um, which is a shame. Uh, the, the detail on the back's really good. The Savio and then the, the back pocket and so on. Um, one thing that's like consistent with the the figures is like how much they stick to the backing card when you take them off. Right. 
which um, is one thing that's worth noting, um, especially for for Mitch. So um, it is, once again, a step in the right direction. The bottom half of Savio, I'll say this now, I think it's possibly faultless, as in I'd look at it and I can't see something obvious that's an error with it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, could it could have been to, you know, mess that I, up. I know, but I mean, he's got like the molded SV on the back and then mm-hmm. shoes-wise are fine. Um it's detail in the wrong places, then, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it, it is showing a, a detail um, for that. Um, headwise, I mean, you still see the 3D print lines for it. Um, the head's just, they've got the scars right, but there's also extra lines on there that shouldn't really be there. Yeah. So I feel that it's a learning curve, and it's the sort of line that I'm quite happy to invest time in, but I'm not going to invest money into if that makes sense, until a figure gets released where I'm like, you know what, that is worth my money. Do you know what I mean? Well, you invest your time because I'm not even going to give them that. There we go. So that's I'm glad that's settled. <laughs> um, I think the next figures they've got released are uh, British Bulldog and Diana Hart-Smith, which are coming up in the new year. Drew Drew we've seen recent, recently, and the Carlito, which I actually was quite excited about the Carlito. Um, I quite like him. quite a Carlito fan. So more power to him in 2024. Good luck. I look forward to covering him next year to see how, uh, how things have improved. Possibly, yeah. Um, right, let's move on to the final one, uh, Zombie Sailor. Let's end on a end on a bang, as many of my nights do. Um, series one, uh, we have a look at uh, friend of the show, Matt Cardona, uh, Brian Myers as a two. So um, let's look at Brian Myers first. Did the, a jumper in in series one um, for all the details and every all the things that good things that get sent. I'm not a massive fan of the. Um, the Brian Myers head? No, it, it really didn't hit the mark. It just looked too cheesy, too cartoony. Um, probably the only real feel of the whole series, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big shame. Because I think body wise, and like the the wraps on the hands are quite nice, and the design matches the backing card, which I know Adam's a big fan of. Um, yeah. it's just the head. I just don't. If you're not good at doing teeth, don't do teeth. Do it with his mouth closed, as he is on the backing card. I don't know why you. Do it with a stupid smile. I don't get that at all. Because you're right. I mean, other than that, if it if only this didn't do it, a teethy smile, they would have nailed it. Yeah, uh, massive shame. Uh, Cardona will cover next because uh, I think any new toy line needs to have Matt Cardona in, uh, especially if you want that, that extra rub perform from him. Um, isn't the Greta Press position? Uh, once again, wearing the same trunks as he wears on the backing card. Absolutely lovely. Missed a bit of like ruggedness on the chest. It looks quite smooth on there. Uh, but the details and the, the deco hits on the knee pads and the boots, very well done. Uh, head-wise, you can tell it's Matt Cardone if you look at it. Uh, if you squint your eyes, you can, you can tell it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fault them too much. As you say, these these aren't like... They're not as detailed as, like, say, Mattel Late or something. So... And they're meant to be a little bit Hasbro-y. So that head is probably fine for what it is. Mm-hmm. And you're right, there's a lot of detail going into the into the plant. But yeah, they're doing well with that. Yeah. Um and Sabu, we've uh, we'll have a look at next in the in the green, which was from, from series one. Um this is one that people will be be looking at. Obviously, Sabu's a um it's a legend, big, big following. Uh, figure-wise, brilliant. I love the scars. The shine of the trousers is very, very well done. Yep. It's something that could have been cheaped out on. Um, the headdress, brilliant. Nice bit of detail on there. 
removable as well, which perfect. Uh, I think this is how you do a premium figure. Yes, uh, I think they've done it really well. I mean, the only like you could say it's practically perfect. It's just that there's an issue with it standing up. <laughs> yeah, only sort um, of fault. It's quite. Yeah, it's probably say, the only fault. But you're saying like uh, we we are also saying these are nearly double the price of an epic boy as well. Yeah, is so it worth is it is the value for money there? Probably not actually, if you're going to compare it to, to Epic. So yeah, these are around 40 face value, I said what the 40, 45 dollars, I believe they were. Mm-hmm. Um it was roughly around that. So I mean, yeah, the issue with 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 Sabu standing up was one thing. Uh, I guess it was the stance as well as the the back foot being in that at that angle. Um yeah. and then the finger being up in the air, and that's probably you can probably balance it right, but you shouldn't have to. You should you should have the the stance for it. Well, it's not the only one that's done it. No, uh, I'm sure he won't be the last. Hopefully, he has. Last either. Uh, Dino Bravo was up next. Someone that, for some reason, it just always sticks in my head. Dino Bravo is just like a mainstay of of sort of the Hasbro era. I remember yep. the VHS tapes. I want to say it was a Rumble, maybe Rumble ninety, where he was doing the press ups and uh, the uh, bench press and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's always involved. It's actually quite surprising how he didn't get one. Yeah, and obviously the unfortunate uh, demise he had, which was brought to light in the Dark Side of the Ring, which is perfect timing for when this um, when this figure came out. Yeah, um, I mean, it does look like a sex doll. Um, it's it's not too bad in person, I think, compared yeah. to like you know how it can look in a picture. So if we look at the backing card um, of it, it, it does match the actions with it. Um, the, the the trunks match. But yeah. then also the facial expression matches as well. I just thought that it's just, I don't know, just rather than putting like a an open mouth, an open mouth for Dolly in, uh, it's yeah. rather than, I don't know, it's Canadian or whatever, uh, French. But um, he looks, yeah, sort of uh, Italian in, in, in the in the face. I think it's just missing this kid, missing capturing that sort of ruggedness. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They maybe shouldn't have done that open mouth expression, yeah. but it is like a simple figure done well, but. As I alluded to in the last um is this value for money? This one especially isn't because there's no accessory no. with it. There's, it's very basic. It's just playing to a guy in trunks. It's good. It's well done. But, you know, should you be paying that much for that figure? No, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Hebner uh, was the, the last in the, in the series one. Um with spare hands that come with it. I think one of the series two that we'll come to the second had a similar articulation where you could remove hands and so on. It didn't make a whole heap of sense. I thought this does with the old Hebner. You can have the one or, or the two. Uh, the one doubles up as a, as a point if he's having to go at someone as well. Yeah. Um, so two, two count. You've got the hand for making the actual count on three and then interchangeable one with the one, which is probably not really one count, but Get on my face, you. But yeah, <laughs> um, but as I say, the face wise is not perfect. I think El Hebner in real life does look a bit more like a gerbil. Yeah, there's not a lot of detail on this one. It doesn't look too much like him. Um, it's a it's a referee figure. Yeah. It, again, no, not the value for money they expect from these. Yeah, it, it fills a fills a void that um, Hasbro's left. Um, yeah. Next up, if we cover one that I have here. The Jeff Jarrett 
Hills and Faces, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive um, that was released. Um, looks like a fitness instructor from the 80s. Yeah. But um, so all in all, like the detail on the actual figure, I mean, mine's got tape under the bubble on his foot, which yep. is very strange. But um, but the actual boots, so if you look detailed into like where the shoelaces go into, like each one's got a little loop, yep. uh, a little hole in there, which is just incredible detail. Um, the choker is quite nice, as well as the pit on lines. Like, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of them. I think they need to be risen a bit more. Um, yeah, head- they, they are, they've got risers to them. Mm. Which is not, it just doesn't feel like it's, the, th- the thing is, they're, they're quite thin anyway, so you wouldn't really want them bulky. Like that, yeah. yeah, so I think they've, they've, done, they've nailed that perfectly, if I'm, if I'm um, honest. And the shimmer on the headband's really good as well. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that before. Um, Excellent. Yeah, now, very, very well figure. This, with all the colour of the deco hits, you could say this is value money now. I like it. And I know our friend Adam hates this figure, but he hasn't had it in hand. But I think so far that's the best one they've released. Yeah. Um we'll come to series two in a sec, but yeah, I think that's right. For like for like simple, for done well, for value, for money, as you mentioned. I think it's it's not too over the top. It does yeah. as it sounds to do. And I think it's and card wise looks lovely as well. So yes, decent figure. Um and the final one we'll cover before series two is the Dan Housen. Um, which I don't know how many were made, but there's still quite a lot on Pro Wrestling Tees, I believe, um, for these. But the pre-order uh, come with accessories for it, and if you bought it after, it didn't come with accessories. It was a Black Friday deal from 2022. Uh, it was released eventually, I think, in January of this year. Yeah, um, seemed a lot of issues with this one. Decals coming off, and I yeah, think it's I really don't think it's a good idea to do these pre-order where you get the accessories and then if you order there at a higher price than you had that you don't get any like Bruiser Brody that's probably yeah uh, I mean you've just been punished for FOMO aren't you I guess not a um, fan of those sort of tactics no that's fair um, but yeah as you mentioned the cake does stick to the, the title with some people uh, to get it off if it does ever stick you can use a hairdryer which uh, releases the cape from the decal in case you're wondering any advice out there um Series one, what would you say your favourite one is from, from all that bunch? Um, Jeff Jarrett, easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The worst one? Um, Myers. Myers, I'd say. Um, yeah, same for me. Um, series two. So, series two come around in a big way. I feel that this was like, it was announced, and then everyone got excited. The pre-orders went up a few months later, and then just the waiting began, and then it was just, everyone was just getting tiresome from it. It was on a boat. It was... The boat was taking three to four business months, and um, I think it got lost with the people that were searching for the Titanic at one point. So I think um, if we've got a bit of time, but when they actually arrived, just the the feedback that um, Zombie said it got from them was just incredible. I think if you look at, we'll start with Raven because I feel that that's probably one that um, people rave about the most. That's probably why it's called Raven. Um, the details on this, so it, obviously he paid the band to get the t-shirt license which is really cool um the zip's massive but who cares um just a zip face wise looks really good it's sort of a mixture of the raven from nwo revenge as well as the toy biz in my opinion raven um it's just whether i don't say it sits down in the corner as well because the articulation it's just whether it's too detailed for a retro figure 
Yeah, I mean, it's, that's definitely the case. The only other argument you can make is that he's too thin once to take it off, and, and that the arms are too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. And I think the, it looks ugly when you take the jacket off and you sit him down and you look underneath in the undercarriage. It's potentially like um, too much articulation, but I know it's like it's an evolution, which is fair enough. But I don't know; it doesn't look good sat down, if I'm honest. So, yeah, it's like an ultimate Raven edition, isn't it? Yeah. Um, let's cover Bruiser Brody next because he had well, it's not even a variant. I just hate calling it a variant. But <laughs> if you pre-ordered it, it came with a jacket, it came with the the vest, um, yeah. and then he didn't, and, and the chain, which. Uh, we'll come to it in a second, but he didn't pre-order it. It doesn't come with a vest. You just have to buy a, just a naked Bruiser Brody. Um, apparently, one of the reasons why this figure got or this series was so delayed is that they couldn't figure out or couldn't find a right place to put the chain. Um, and then they just parked it in the side next to him anyway, like scrumpled up. Yeah, no idea. There, but the figure itself is really good, and to be honest, I do want it, but. I don't want it without the jacket, so I probably won't buy it now unless you can, if I find it on secondary market or, or something in the it grocery. Just, it just looks and feels naked without the jacket. Yeah, it look, it's like we look what you could have had. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the way you, you would do that. You have the jacket made, just make more. It's very strange. Very. Um, King Kong Bundy. Uh, let's have a look at our uh, Bundy. Um. His hand in the in the five position, very nice size. Does look like a, an egg with arms and legs, which is how he how he essentially looked. Um, he's got eyebrows, which means that I believe this is more of a 94, 95 run, Bundy. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the argument I've seen people make, and that's probably is the era he's going for because of the fact that Hasbro sort of was in that era, whereas his initial WWF run was probably just before the Hasbro. Yeah, it was um, Mania uh, 2, wasn't it? So, like, yeah, 86. Yep, good figure. Uh, I definitely want to try and pick this up. Like, for the record, I didn't pre-order Series 2 based upon like the track record of how long everything up and everything like that. So I didn't do that. So I am on the lookout for a King Kong Bundy. Good. And um, Kevin Sullivan will cover next as well. Also with the chain. So there's Bruiser Brody. Um, I'd say like so not really the sleeper of the set because it's just a man in pants with a chain. The set of tape, the chains was back in the card as well, which is um quite an interesting choice. But the uh yeah, the ta- taskmaster is, is a uh it's a decent figure. Maybe this is what they should have done with Bruce Brody when they were worried about where to put the chain. Yeah, put pop it in his hand, tape it to his back. Yeah, I mean that probably is the right thing to do to, to make sure it doesn't like, you know, go all over the bubble or you know, interfere with anything else so probably the best way to package that so well done the accessory is nice in itself and the only problem i've got with it is like the figure sort of looking down too much it's like it's too crouched over yes you like at eye level you can't really see it properly a few of the zombies have that same issue where they're sort of crouched um the upcoming ahmed uh looks like he's been sucked backwards for a tube (laughs) which uh, if you pay the right people for it they might do it um Nick Gage, um, it's probably the one that I had least interested in, least interest in when the series was announced. But then I think that the face might be the best one out of all of them potentially. I'll just look at that 
Two seconds. Because he, um, yeah, I mean, Nick Gage, obviously, someone doesn't really fit in the Hasbro style, but at the same time, accessories wise, it just looks, you could get the light tube and the pizza cutter. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's quite in itself just to get a couple of accessories for your Hasbro collection. So, yeah, I think they've done well with it based on the pictures I've seen. Yeah. And they got the, the GCW logo in there as well. Different um, t shirt on the backing card that he's wearing on the figure. Let's see. Um, yeah, I kind of faulted, although I'm not too fond or know too much about Nick Gage. Once again, watch Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, that's all yeah. Um, and uh, Andre the Giant with the blue strap. Uh, and also there was a black strap, uh, Black Friday variant that came out for him. The, yep, um, I've got the blue one in hand right now. I think it's um it's a good it's a really good depiction of Andre to be fair this one I think the head on the blue one's better than the one in the black the blue um, one's just a standard like not not like, not get his mouth open is he yeah stoic sort of expressionless yeah. which is which works better as figures I think imagine if you had a stoic Brian Myers wouldn't have be having this conversation <laughs> and then the black strap on James' mouth open um, yep. with, with, his, with his teeth in there. So it looks, looks fine. Um, you can interchange the heads between the two. Um, yeah. And obviously the arms for this are, um, you can replace the hands. So from what I can see from the surface, it, it makes sense for them like, to reuse the arms down the line. And that's why they've the, the hands are interchangeable because you can then just pop new hand, hands on uh, a different person's arms, basically. Yeah, I think actually... A- a lot of people are criticizing this choice, but I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. as long as every figure doesn't come with multiple hands, then more for it because I hear having a load of spare hands, yeah, only if it's necessary, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. like El Hebda does. Yeah, uh, and last up on our list for well, for the whole thing, really, um, Bastion Booger, um, yeah, was the San Diego Comic Con <laughs> exclusive for 2023. Um, he came over on the boat with Series 2. Um, probably the most disappointing, once again, same as, as, as Paul McCartney, really. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you look at it in, in a vacuum, it's perfect. Everything's right. The base is right. The tie is right. The colours are right. It's just it's just in a scale that's too small. It's such a shame because it's really good. It just needs to be blown up just that little bit. It would have been one of the better figures of the whole line. Yeah, massive. Massive shame, but um, hey, I mean, if you have it on card and and people's a talking point, I think the actual figure itself is is great, as you said. Yeah. Um, the details on it are really good. I think that it captures him really well. It's just a, a tiny bit undersized, which is a shame. But um, just goes to show the sort of the details that you can put into it, and then all you can just be let down by one by one thing just like that. But uh, people are happy with it, which is um more power to them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. He's done a good job overall, zombie sailor. Just you know, if you compare on price, then hasn't done quite as well. Yeah, um, if you look at the future releases that the zombies gonna have out, so obviously Gargano's due apparently any any week soon, and um, series three of heels and faces is, is looking to be sort of way into the works as well. For so 2024 once again is quite gonna be quite a big proving year for him um, to back up what he's saying about turnaround times. Yeah, I mean he's doing something right because there is figures. I haven't bought that. I do want so hats off. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep improving. No more shady business, and we'll be good friends. Yeah, and uh, if you look on Zobby's website, if you ever get the chance, it's got a list of 
all the talent there they're coming out um and there's a, a laura laura names as a as a late silver black would once say uh joy that's it that's that's rounded us off for um all of the retro figures released up until this um until this point of december 2023 what a rush <laughs> what a marathon it was um but it just means that subsequent years uh, going forward we'll um be able to do it year in year out and obviously it would be a lot lot shorter than this but it needed done just to keep everyone in the loop and just to let them know what figures are out there because some amount of people that say oh it's too many now i don't know i've lost count of all of them well here you go here's a full list of everything well done jamie you don't know compiling a list one thing what was that so well done for compiling the list. And going oh, that is fun. It's uh, it's light work. Uh, use Wrestling Figure Database, who are a very very good, very handy website. If um, anyone needs needs to find out about figures, just type it in, and it's, it's all it's all there for you. Shout out, but uh, Johnny, yeah, thanks, appreciate it. We've uh, we've had fun. We've had, we've had some laughs, we've had some tears. <laughs> I thought I've As grown always. a beard. I've grown a beard since the start. <laughs> um, yeah, appreciate yeah. it, and, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Actually, bye bye.